Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 98 of the Whatever Show. We've got a lot of shit to talk about this this evening. Um, new Justice League trailer. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited. I just realized today that we're only a month away from November, Justice League release. And I'm actually looking... I got back to December. Well, it still said November, I think, when I watched the trailer. I don't know, we can check it out later. But I think we're still looking at a November release for Justice League, so I'm we excited. Door in November, either way. We do. Thor and Justice League coming up next month. Yes, Justice League is it's, out in November. It's looking good. And then, of course, December brings us new Star Wars. <sighs> yeah. It's a good time to be Here's living. The thing. Here's the thing. The only reason I was hoping for, for them to, to move it forward to May is just because every time we go see Star Wars on opening night, the weather is shitty. Oh, yeah. It's like we had to bring... Fucking bring, shitty. Like I had to drive through ice the last time. Yeah, we, we, we could have legitimately died, but we would. Yeah. We would have made the same choice again and again. Um, we got some Marvel stuff to talk about. We got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., actually. Some stuff to talk about there. Got a cool uh, Stan Lee uh, posted a video on Twitter this last week, which was uh, pretty cool, pretty worth talking about, I think. I mean, uh, it's definitely directed at the current uh, presidential administration. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, Marvel uh, it, it decides to launch and then immediately cancel a, a uh, partnership with uh, notable weapons manufacturer, uh, what does that? What does that sound like? This is, this is anybody. This is really reminiscent of the, of the DC Halliburton, uh, you know, crossover they were going to do a couple yeah. years ago. Oh wait, no, they never were going to do that. No, are we going to talk about humans? I don't know. Maybe we will. It's we in talked there. about humans last week. Yeah. There, there, I, I mean, watched it again a new week, episode so, came out. I mean, so I I didn't, I didn't well, I guess it. that's all. That. I also didn't watch the gifted. No, no, I didn't watch that either. I'm supposed to apparently because apparently it got right, everything in humans got wrong. So well, I fucking forgot it existed. So that's terrible. Uh, Fox has done a shitty job promoting it. So, <laughs> all right, um, bunch more stuff. A Pacific Rim uh, trailer came out this week. Uh, we get to see uh, uh, our not Jedi friend uh, uh, take on uh, Kaiju, so that should be fun. Um, Seth MacFarlane talking about the Orville Blade Runner, Blade, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We're going to talk about that, uh, and then finally we got some wrestling news. Um, Hell in a Cell was tonight. Uh, lots of lots of cool matches tonight. I think we're gonna get to all of that uh, if if you stick around. So buckle up, hang in there, boys and girls. Hello, CD listeners. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two. Okay, so let's open it up. Current events. Um, So recently it's been... uh, um, in the news this week that harvey weinstein um weinstein 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 he's basically tried to fuck literally every girl that's ever uh, been in a movie he's yeah, which don't get me wrong uh you do probably want to try to get laid it's just when you use your position of power to uh, uh kind of force women into it that's when it becomes kind of iffy yeah. yeah yeah um i mean we could all learn a lesson from bill cosby all right <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not necessarily equating. Are you trying to up your roofie game too? I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, Harvey, make sure they're not conscious. Okay, yeah, I'm not saying, thinking? I'm not saying that at all. No, let's um, not say that. There's, there's some really fucked up shit apparently uh, involved with this. Ashley Judd uh, being one of them uh, who's come forward and been like, yeah, Rose guy, McGowan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rose McGowan, who's literally offering to buy the Harvey Weinstein story now. 
Yep. <laughs> Shit. Um. So yeah, Harvey, die. I mean, I get it. I get it. You came up in Hollywood in the seventies and shit, and that stuff was probably okay then. I mean, no, okay, see, it's like, never been okay, but it was it was the accepted norm then. That's that's what I was uh, just gonna say. Like, um, there's nothing shocking about this to the story to me at all. Nothing about this is surprising or shocking to me. What's shocking is that we don't get more of this because I I almost guarantee, like, I'd, I'd put any amount of money on this table you want that there's another ten Harvey Weinstein stories out there, uh, just with other big prominent figures in didn't, Hollywood. Didn't Brad Pitt come out recently and say that like there's Harvey like, Weinstein wanted to fuck him? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, maybe, but uh, I mean, don't you? Uh, uh no. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not judging. I, at least that part, don't the rape part, maybe, because yeah. I could be wrong. But I think it was Brad Pitt that came out recently <laughs> and was talking about how like there's legit like child fucking sex rings and shit like that in in the Hollywood Dude, underground that's been, and shit. So yeah. like everybody's come out of it. I think Will Whedon's come out and said that. I think Elijah well, Woods come out and said that. I think uh, Brad. Don't Pitt's you think come out it's and a little that? convenient that now that the heat's starting to fucking actually come down on this shit that like Harvey Weinstein's taking the fall? Like I'm not saying he didn't fucking do all these like, terrible things to these women. Oh, you, but like. like it's it's a classic fucking Trump presidency deflection. deflection. Yeah. yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me even in the slightest. Again, like Hollywood's elite is um there's a lot of absolutely completely morally bankrupt reprehensible characters that deserve a lot of jail time and everything coming to them and they'll probably never see any of that. So like I said, none of this surprises me and that there there would be legit, you know, childhood uh, you know, porn rings and that kind of thing in Hollywood. Zero Zero surprise from my side. Yeah. Like, there's enough. Like, th- they say where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm all for like, um, uh, uh, innocent until proven guilty. But, um, there's so much smoke to this fire. Like, it'd be amazing to find out that that, uh, you know, even the main, the big companies' hands are totally clean in any of this. Like, I kind of feel like this is like Catholic Church level of like childhood cover up stuff. So, which I mean, they've <laughs> just taken a page right out of uh, out of you know our current political. Uh, standing and they're just like you know what we don't have to cover it up anymore nope it's fine they're just like nobody's gonna do anything so who cares yeah no this guy totally fucking raped a bunch of kids but we're gonna move them from this city to this city now so it'll be fine he gets to rape a whole new batch of kids yeah it's fine yeah yeah um fucking catholics anyway yeah fucking I'm, catholics. I, don't, don't get me wrong catholics uh most of you are okay with me but you know your priests not so much no, the, the the Catholic Church, like just in general, like that, that's one of the sort of like I think poster boys for corrupt like religious pope. figures. The Pope actually has got shit going down right now. Like yeah. the Pope, the Pope is where things need to be for the most part. He seems pretty woke for a Pope. He does. Like as popes go, like <laughs> he he is pretty woke. I, I I think I agree there. Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't think before this Pope you could ever use the phrase woke as the Pope. Yeah, no, 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 for sure you could not. That's a, that's a new thing. Yeah. Especially following, you know, the previous pope who was not, he was not woke. What's the opposite? He was asleep. Actually, I think the previous pope probably was woke, which is why he stepped down. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the things that he well, was I think, like. I think when we're talking about wokeness there, he was stepping down, not necessarily because he was super woke, but how many times are we going to say that? We're going to ruin that phrase for everybody else. Um, it's I'm fine. hoping so. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think the thing is, um, I want the teenagers to hear us and be like, you know what? That's not cool anymore. We got to stop is, doing that. He stepped down like the what Equifax CEO stepped down. Like the Equifax CEO was like, oh man, this is too bad. And I, I should get out of here now. I'll just take my gigantic golden parachute and take <laughs> off. <laughs> Fuck you, Equifax, by the way. How yeah, many seriously. times is my data going to get breached? It, it is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, not pretty. It's not pretty. Like, 
Only Equifax. There's two other major fucking creditors out there. Well, th- that's the thing that bothers me with Equifax is like, I didn't opt into that shit. Nobody was like, hey, do you want all your data in Equifax? And I, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was like, nope, they just have yeah, that just happens. shit, just everybody's data. And so when it gets breached, fucking everybody's so, screwed. So TransUnion, got my eye on you. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you might breach my same data and I'm going to be really upset when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm just hoping right. my credit goes up now. Like, we should just get, in, like, a mandatory do-over on our credit. Oh, right? that should be. <laughs> You're like, it says, be nice. it says here you owe uh, $4,568 to the Funko Corporation. I and didn't. Like, Don't I know what you're talking before about. Before the Equifax breach. <laughs> it's Equifax, man. Equifax. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's totally a thing that happened. Uh, so Funkos, you see my wife actually unboxed hers finally? Wow. That's new. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Had to get a picture, put it up on the show Instagram. Make that the fourth post or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of current events, uh, which is because I'm just going to awkwardly segue into that. Um, Putin's cock holster. Yeah, our our lovely president today. Uh, uh, and and his uh, also equally morally uh, uh correct vice president decided we were going to have... misspelled bankrupt. Oh, whoops. The some of the words, some of the letters are the same, so I figured, you know, whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, Vice President Pence went to a football game today and promptly left uh, because those damn players kneeled. Um, he he knew he was leaving. Look, it was the Indianapolis Colts versus the fucking 49ers. Like, the 49ers are going <laughs> to kneel. Like, former home of Colin Kaepernick. Like, this was going to happen. He knew it when he before he got there, and he fucking knew it when he sat down and planned the whole fucking press parade that followed it yep uh, i'm pretty sure like uh that was all you know there was a rumor actually going around that um that, that somebody was telling the news vans like hey you, you might want to stay out here somebody important might leave this i don't know it's a big deal uh and you know so f- like five seconds later pence leaves and then like uh 45 seconds after that trump's scheduled tweet goes off that says uh, you know i support vice president pence i asked him to leave if if any of those players disrespected our flag in our country uh and so i'm glad he did you know um thanks to him and the first lady he got the 280 characters tweet, obviously, because that was way too long for a tweet. Um, so, yeah, here's the thing. We paid for Pence to fly out. Um, I, I know this is probably not a new thing, and this is probably actually one of the cheaper flights. We paid for the the uh, Drain the Swamp Republicans to, uh, you know, just randomly go on. We paid for him to go out and have this manufactured controversy over uh, something that's not an issue. And if anything, it is, a, it is an issue, but it's not an issue the way that uh, Trump's seeing it. It's an issue in the fact that he's just gi- being a gigantic racist. Is it really that upsetting, upsetting to you, uh, Donald, that... Um, Black people don't want to get shot. Is that really that offensive to you that you're like, oh my God, they don't want to get shot. They're kneeling, a, a traditional sign of respect. They're like, you get down on one knee and you ask the, the woman it's, to marry you or you it, get, you know. Dude, it's no different than when somebody on the field gets hurt. Like everybody takes a knee until they get him off the field and mm-hmm. or yeah. he gets up on his own and he's okay. Like whatever the case may be. You're not saying that Donald Trump might have missed some subtle piece of context here, are you? Uh, no, not at all. Cause, uh, I, I would never accuse, uh, our president of, of not knowing what's going on thinking of himself. Oh my God. I got to find the tweet, uh, the tweet. There was this wonderful exchange, uh, uh, between him and somebody when he was in Puerto Rico and, uh, it goes something like this. Uh, the person says, he, Donald says, so you just, you just put that in the dirty water and then you just drink it. And he goes, yeah, sir. It's a water purifier tablet. And, and they, they're like, no, come on. He's like, no, come on, you, you you just drink, you just drink the dirty water, like, just you, right? Like, that's not a thing, like, 
he doesn't understand that water purifier things exist and that like water and, is inherently and dirty. Also and also all Puerto Rico has right now is in fact dirty water. Yeah, he doesn't get that at all. Yeah. Um so Jesus. Um I'm I'm going to I'm going to go on a little bit of a soapbox here. Um I haven't done this so much yet with the whole kneeling during the anthem and stuff like that. Here's the deal. It's not disrespecting our soldiers or our flag or our anthem. It's it's bringing attention to something that somebody obviously feels like there's there's an issue with such as the wanton and gratuitous murder of, you know, black people. Yeah. yeah the fact police. that they're like, uh, I don't know, what is it, nine times more likely? It's some ridiculous, I can't, that's probably not the exact, exact statistic, but it's something like nine times more likely that a black person is going to be shot than a white person during a traffic stop. So here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, everybody out there that talks about how this is not the right <clears throat> time or the place to do it. A protest is not effective if it doesn't bother anybody. So if this yeah, is yeah. bothering you, good. It should bother you, but it's not bothering you in the way that it's supposed to, because what you're actually supposed to do is be like, oh, oh, police officers really are shooting black people for no reason. Yeah. So the thing is, again, not 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 some contrived controversy about disrespecting the flag or anything else. Look, I know plenty of active and retired military who have no problem with what's going on right now. And if they don't have a problem with it. You shouldn't either. See, that's the other... There, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this whole thing that is just kind of mind-boggling. And also, it, it'd be hilarious if I were watching it from a different universe in the multiverse, but I'm not. So, it's just sad. Like, for example, you want to get on about disrespecting the flag? Well, see, there's a thing called the flag code. And one of the th elements of the flag code is it says you should not wear the flag as clothing. And that happens every fucking week in the NFL and in sports and in all the kinds of things that Trump is totally fine with. Um, so, you know, if you're going to actually talk about disrespecting the flag, maybe following the flag code would be the place you'd start. No place in the flag code does it say that you should not kneel during the, the, the national anthem or when re respecting the flag. That's not a thing that exists. So maybe if you want to talk about disrespect, you'd start there. But, you know, we're not really talking about respecting or disrespecting the flag. We're talking about manufactured controversy to cover the fact that uh, Trump is doing a phenomenally terrible it job at uh, Puerto Rico and... um you know, the other natural disasters that are affecting us right now, not to mention the fact that he's bringing on nuclear war with North Korea because he just cannot get over the fact that he has a tiny dick and has to try to compensate for that at every single opportunity. Do you remember in the 60s when black people staged sit-ins at diners? It wasn't because the pie was that fucking good. No. All right. Like, you got to look at the big picture. <laughs> See, that's the other thing, too. Like, there's there's all these arguments, too. Like, the, this this uh, protest isn't polling well. Well, neither did anything Martin Luther King did. It didn't poll well because uh, the thing is, is that, like, if the majority of people agreed with you, you wouldn't have to do this shit. Um, it, it's only in hindsight that the majority of people agree with you. And so uh, that's the thing. And, and then there's this other uniquely GOP thing in which now is not the time. Uh, that that might as well be their slogan for 2018. Now is not the time to discuss anything. So massive shooting happens in America. Now is not the time to talk about gun laws. Uh, the the um, protests during the football games. Uh, we can't we can't protest during football games. That's our one escape from politics. Blah blah blah. Now is never all, the time. All of a sudden, the GOP needs a safe place. Yeah, it's interesting that 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 they don't want to talk about it. They 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 can't. You know, this is offensive. The the players kneeling is somehow so offensive. We we need to find a safe spot from it. Um, it distracts us from the game. What does that, that by the way? Like? What isn't does that happening like? yet? Uh, who does that sound like when you're when you're so fragile, uh, um, that you might melt under the little you know under tiniest the bit, bit of heat. scrutiny? Yeah, heat scrutiny. Uh, is that like a? It seems like something maybe snow, a snowflake. Would snowflake do. is yeah. it a snowflake? 
Yeah. I seem to remember that leveled against them. Um, I don't know. I'll just use my private email server, which the entire Trump cabinet is apparently doing, uh, to email about that. But again, who knows the, whether or not tr- private email servers are a big deal. That, that, that's never something that's come up. Everybody, uh, apparently thought it was a big deal when Hillary had one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You mean that was like a, you know, p- cornerstone of an election, uh, um, and now all of a sudden they're doing it, what, even though they ran what's that. What's funny is like out. you can ask eight out of 10 people that say, but Hillary's emails and they don't actually know what was wrong about what she was doing. No. Meanwhile, uh, or Don how G- email works. Meanwhile, Don Jr. is like emailing Putin, like, uh, "Hey, it's Don again. Uh, do you go want to? You guys want to collude sometime?" Hey, XO, comrade, XO. how's yeah. it going? Yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I thought we could collude on some stuff. Uh, you know, maybe some light treason before lunch. Sessions, uh, XO, Sessions XO. says he's out this time, but he'll catch us the next time around. Yeah, it's really okay. So, don't worry, get the tab on this one. We'll pick it up later. Okay, yeah. it's cool. All right, XOXO, Don Jr. Um, anyway, should we move on? We should we should probably talk about uh, DC stuff for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about some DC stuff. Um, we are a nerd show. That was a healthy rant. Yeah, it was. It felt good. Uh, I had a couple of beers, and this just happens when that happens. So, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I also, you know, I I tweeted a thing today, and, and my phone still won't stop dinging, and I just I turned it off. So. Um, Eddie and I both have high blood pressure, and we've both been drinking a lot, and we're probably gonna sound a lot like Dick Clark those last couple of years. He was. Watch wow, the ball drop by the time we're done. Soon. But I'm kind of proud of it. Anyway. Um. 10, 14, <laughs> 3. <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt oh. as bad laughing at something on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Jesus Christ. Um, DC. Let's talk DC. Yeah. John Constantine. Still alive. Blazer. Yeah, um, I forgot. There's actually two links with this, and I forgot to put one of them in there. So the first one, Hellblazer, John Constantine, as played by Matt something or other, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan, of course, uh, played uh, Constantine in the short-lived NBC show, which was almost immediately canceled. It came back for a cameo in Arrow Season 4, um, one of the only episodes I think we actually enjoyed, kind From of. Season 4, yeah. I know, I really like that, that yeah. episode. And, uh, uh, you know, that's been pretty much it. Well, apparently he's going to come back in animated form. Uh, so if you want to watch more Constantine stuff, uh, Matt Ryan will be reprising the role, um, however, as an animated uh, character. And this is than... this is directly related to the show, I think. So this picks up where the where the live action series left off. So yeah, um, I also heard a pretty strong rumor that uh, Matt Ryan's going to be back in the CW verse at some point, uh, reprising the the Constantine role. So uh, I hope so. I hope so too. We're getting ready for um, you know. There's a lot of rumors swirling around the the. Um, crossover this this year this season and it looks like they're gonna go really balls to the wall on it and you know for example um it's actually gonna affect supergirl and she's actually gonna show up uh constantine might actually have to resurrect all of the cast of arrow that could be (laughs) so would that be a bad thing well as long as he doesn't never mind they're they're keeping it under wraps right now, but yeah, the the, the cast of Arrow wasn't looking too good at the end of season five. So, uh, what with the fact that all of them were dead? Yeah, I mean, presumably, presumably, yeah, presumed dead. Yep, yep. Man, I might actually be drunk enough to fall off my ball before this is over. <laughs> uh, should we start a pool? Um, I mean, do I win money if I don't fall off the ball? I don't know. Uh, jelly beans. I'll pay him in jelly beans. They're my jelly yours. beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the meat and potatoes of the DC section. We, we have a new Justice League trailer. In fact, we have the last Justice League trailer before the Justice League actually shows up on the big screen. Yeah, as mentioned at the top of the show, um, Justice League coming out next month, presumably, or maybe December, maybe early December. I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
Hold on, Matt's situating me. on his ball. Let's see. <laughs> don't mind me. You just I'm got one me. big ball. No, yeah. I was I, like my leg was between the ball and my computer tower, and my foot was like stuck underneath my computer, so I had to move. Yeah, I mean, it happens to all of us at some point. Um, You're just jealous because my tower's big enough to stand that far off the ground. I just, I don't, I wonder kind of why you don't sit on it sometimes because it's a nice little fan, give you a little. It might. Well, yeah, it does exhaust. It would cool off my my anus while I sat there. <laughs> You're like, think of a classy, think of a classy term. Think of a class. Oh yeah, anus. <laughs> but then if I farted while we were doing the show, it would just blow it out. Yeah, it's not good into the room. So, so Justice League trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Am I the Bryce this episode? Is that what's uh, happening right now? I think so. Maybe. Um, New Justice League trailer's out. We start, uh, you know, so there's a little bit of spoilers for a fucking trailer, if that's a thing that you're care- going to care about, and I don't, so whatever. As long as it doesn't actually spoil the movie, which, surprisingly, DC did one that didn't. They didn't. Uh, so I started watching this trailer, and I almost immediately hated it, because I thought for sure that they were spoiling And I was like, are you really fucking doing this? And uh, it turns out, no, they weren't. Um, so the, the thing that I thought, you know, um, so number one, we all expect Superman's going to show up at some point during this movie justice league there's no way we make it out of this movie where superman doesn't show up i'm kind of expecting a third act to well, reveal we much in the same did way that we talk got. about how dc is spending literally millions of dollars on airbrushing his fucking mustache out of it so we know he's there yeah so i'm kind of expecting a third act reveal much in the same way we got uh, diana in um batman versus superman but you know for the trailer you can't really just you know spit that right out there so when it opens and you see fucking uh, um, Clark, yeah, Clark Henry Cavill standing in a field and talking to Lois like everything's all cool and whatever, I was like, "Are you motherfuckers?" And then it turns out no, they weren't. It was all a dream. Um, which you know, I, again for a trailer, I'm not, I'm fine with like the the dream twist trailer, you know, thing. No big deal. It's not the actual movie. As long as they don't you know overplay their hand too much on that one, it should be no problem. Um. But yeah, lots of other cool stuff in this trailer. Um, so we get more uh, sort of Aquaman dialogue. Uh, he's playing kind of an interesting character. A little bit of hillbilly, I thought, actually. I was thinking surfer. Surfer, hillbilly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surfer bum. Surfer bum. Um, we've got uh, more views of what I can only assume are like Apocalypse's minions. Uh, no, wait. Am I thinking Apocalypse or Dark Side? Dark Side. Dark Side. Apocalypse was X-Men. Yeah, fuck. No, but isn't there an apocalypse in in uh, APOK? It's a world. It's a world. It's, it's the world oh, that Darkseid. That's where Darkseid's from. Over, yeah. Man, what a rookie move. Um. So anyway, uh, we get a little bit more, you know, view of the fight and the minions and stuff like that. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good trailer. They they don't give too much away, but we do get to see some pretty kick ass fights. I want the Superman when he comes back. The full mullet Superman. Yep. Yeah, I want the mullet Superman too. That'd be sweet. And I want the black suit. If he doesn't come back in the fucking black the, suit, I, I'm thrown. He does have the black suit. He does it's have confirmed. The, oh, yes. Yes. He needs the black suit. If he doesn't have the black suit in the movie for some reason. Oh, I'm, ladies I'm and gentlemen, Ryan Bailey. Throwing up my keys oh, and yeah. walking out. Hi. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan doesn't have a car. So he doesn't join us as much for these. Um, Sadly, no. I wish I did. I, however, have to get up in the morning and take my daughter to school. So I was like, well, if you want to come over, then I'll drive you home after you I take the kid to school. You make me sound like I'm a sad dog on the sidewalk. I mean, you kind of are sometimes. <laughs> he followed me home. And so we decided to <laughs> let him record the podcast with us. Um, I think the last time you were on the show, you were literally crying about your girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. Was I? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, you weren't crying, but you were texting a whole lot. Did we put that in the episode? Yeah. But we <laughs> had very high standards this. for quality here. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't really listen to the show. So you might have edited it. <laughs> um, I don't remember anyway. that long ago. So Justice League. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be a solid show, I think. Um, Justice League. Um, I'm I'm you know cautiously optimistic about this thing. Like uh, uh you know really where it comes down to at this point is I hope they're doing a Justice League movie that isn't actually an Avengers knockoff. Um, because I kind of this get a little bit of that vi- vibe the, from the trailer. This trailer felt that way for me as far as the Avengers vibe, but I think that might be Joss Whedon's pull in it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably gonna heavily. be a, a little bit. You know, so Whedon esque, but I think there's some Whedon stuff that they, they need to pull in there, like the humor, and then then the sort of non sequitur sort of thing where he defies tropes and stuff like that. Good, let's do that. But let's keep in mind it's not an Avengers movie; it is actually a different thing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and say this right now. Um, I, I think I said it already on a different podcast too, but I want to make sure that I'm clear, and I want to make sure that this is out there. How many podcasts you on for the movie? At what? How many podcasts you on? At least six. <laughs> no, on one of our previous episodes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a different show. Yeah, the, end, should, no, the other day when I was on the Nerdist, me and Hardwick were talking it's, about yeah. it's seven, really. But I just yeah. want to say anything. <laughs> I just, I just, I turned into a real basic. They actually have listeners too. Super, now. yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, I'm a podcast whore. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I, I said this on a previous episode, but I want to make sure I'm clear about it. I think that there was levity being brought to this movie before Snyder left the project. I think, I think, I think I, yeah. Whedon is probably going to get credited with all of it, but I don't think that that's the case. I think Whedon, or Whedon, Whedon is, is probably doing wonderful things with it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't want everybody to just automatically shit on Snyder and be like, Oh, see, it would have been shitty if Whedon hadn't come on board. I, I think there was probably already changes in the, in the works for the DCEU to, to move toward a little bit of a lighter. See, side. yeah, you know, I think you're right, because um, we already saw that in, like, in the trailer that came out really before we didn't really got involved. There was a little bit more levity in the thing than um, uh, previous dresses, or previous DCEU What's movies. power? I'm rich. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I'm, you know, concerned about is I don't want this to turn into Avengers Light. Like, I don't want it to turn into a knockoff. I want it to be its own thing. Like, I don't think that the problem with DC is that they're going a different direction than Marvel did. I think the problem is they haven't made a good movie yet. I don't think that any of the Avengers have surfed on the corpse of something that they killed in midair, though. They could. But I don't I mean, think it, they have yet. See, that's then that's what kind of concerns me. It looks kind of like Aquaman might do that in this movie. No, I I, I think 100% Aquaman does that. <laughs> I think it was in a trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we've seen it. Through a building. What? Oh, yeah, I'm getting backwards here. So, um, so here's the deal. You know what bothers me the most about, about any of the visuals we've seen from this so far? What's that? This is the only time I've ever seen Aquaman stand with the head of his trident down. Huh. That's not how one holds a trident. Huh. Huh. I don't know. That sticks in my craw more than anything else that's happened so far with Justice League. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't either. So I don't know. Um, of course, I didn't notice the whole surfing on the, the you know, the not Chitari Chitari guy. Um, I know what they really are, but it's funnier this way. Parademon, come on. Yeah, come Parademon. On. Um, so yeah, ultimately, I think I remain pretty optimistic about this movie. Um, I, I just I hope they learned enough from their mistakes, but not too much, because that's the thing with DC. They tend to overcorrect. Like when uh, uh, the Dark Knight was the biggest thing in the world, uh, they decided every movie needed to be like that rather than actually kind of following through with what their properties actually are. So we got Man of Steel, which wasn't a bad flick. Um, I still think we all liked it at this table. Yes. But 
it misses a key part of Superman. And that's sad. It's kind of like having watched watch Spider-Man Homecoming. It, it sort of highlights what's missing from the other Spider-Man movies that came before it. Um, unfortunately, though, there's no Superman to take over yet uh, to highlight what's missing from Man of Steel. It's just obvious. Um, so I, I kind of hope that they didn't learn too much here and overcorrect immediately for that. And we somehow now get an Avengers movie when we should be getting something that's a little bit different. So um, That's fair. Yeah. Want to talk Marvel now? Yeah. Cool. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. So, Yo-Yo, the character... Uh, Yo-Yo-Yo! Yo-Yo on um, S.H.I.E.L.D. Never again. Uh, the actress playing her is now a... Uh, si- no, it's it's not okay. Uh, is now a S.H.I.E.L.D. series regular. That is, of course, Natalia Cordova Buckley, um, which is cool, because I like her, and I like her power set. She she adds something that's interesting to the show. I thought she was already a regular. I know that she had her own spinoff. She was semi-regular. Bit. No, she didn't have a spinoff yet. Yeah, she did what like a, it was called yo-yo it was like a really small like three one or t- like two or three episode like series it was really short was it a web series yeah that may be a thing but it might have been that uh, okay. like i know it was brought a thing. to you by sprint kind of a thing because <laughs> <laughs> no it was a thing I'm, I'm just kidding sprint we'll take your money gladly if you want to sponsor us yeah I, mean, uh, I don't use your service in any way, shape, or form. But LTE network not, now brought to you by you're Sprint. Not selling yeah. it, Matt. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's cool. Um, I'm excited about this because uh, to be she's, fair, Sprint she's... is the one that thought WiMAX was the way to go over LTE. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Wi-Fi, and people were familiar with that. So Bailey has Sprint. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I have Verizon now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sprint, sprint you can make that check out to whatever co yeah um i'm sure they're totally gonna want to sponsor us i'm, I'm positive yeah no so, yeah, i yeah. like yo-yo's character you're right yeah uh she has a unique power set which i believe you already covered um i also didn't finish last season of agents so yes, shallow and should. pedantic is that what we're doing yeah yeah, yeah. um that season was good you know it, it was i and then don't get me wrong it's it's up there i just it's kind of solid finish to it to it I, game of thrones which i'm still not done with but now i'm, I'm just like well you. i got two years so didn't this season feel like almost like three and one didn't they do like almost three parts where it was ghost rider and then it was kind of like madam hydra and then lmd like it was like three different parts kind of i i want to say it's more like two ish but yeah they there was a very two clear split story arcs over the last couple seasons now but it's kind um, of an interesting way to go because they do have like a long season. Like they're, they're one of the few shows that of this length uh, that still has like a twenty-two episode, you know, season. Generally speaking, so yeah, they they did kind of split the season. The first half of the last season was definitely all Ghost Rider. The second half was all you know across between this whole Madame Hydra. You know, they're in the they're in the Matrix sort of thing and um, uh, uh, the whole LMD thing afterwards. So hey guys, what's up? The Yankees have not been eliminated from the playoffs. Wow, that's weird. The Yankees winning some baseball. Uh, well, that's the first playoff game they've won so far, so hmm. they nice. they are now down in the division series two games to one. At least your team's winning. Oh, I'm just saying, like, the Yankees winning baseball is not a new thing. I mean, they only have 27 world champions. Yes. Yeah. That's... It's like half of them. I mean, yeah, it's it's the most in the major leagues, but still. Yeah, by... What's the margin on that? By, like, 10, probably? I don't know. Who else? Who else? What other, what other dynasties do we have along those lines? Socks aren't like that, are they? I mean, they're they're probably one of the other you know teams with the 
biggest diehard fan base. But the Red Sox, yeah, no, they hadn't. <laughs> they hadn't actually won the World Series before they traded Babe Ruth away. It was the well, damn, the okay. curse. So yeah, pretty much the, just the Yankees. Um, anyway, and the Cubs hadn't won since 1908 until the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news, um, which was cool. Uh, Stan Lee, uh, put a video out on Twitter talking about Marvel's values. Um, sort of kind of read like, uh, just, it was kind of a big fuck you. It, it was kind of, it to was kind of like a, who doesn't believe in diversity. Really? I mean, it I wasn't mean, exactly can, a fuck you, but it was like, Hey, fill so in the blank. do you see all the things that Donald Trump's saying right now? Just the opposite of that is what we're for. Like, just take whatever he's saying and we we're for whatever the opposite of that is. It, it, it did come across to me like that. The, the timing on it, too, is not entirely uncoincidental, I don't think. Um, but I liked it. I, I liked it. I thought that was a good thing. Uh, you know, and it, it's kind of obvious if you read Marvel books um, or if you have read Marvel books, it's kind of a very obvious thing that Marvel has been a, uh, one of the, you know, I mean, of the two majors, they've definitely been the one that's been pushing the envelope for social justice further over the last, like you know. Like the entire concept of the X-Men. Yeah, the entire concept yeah. of the X Men was essentially like a, uh, uh, you know, take on civil rights and the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> they, that you know, they were coming out with gay characters first and all that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, they came out with uh, Kamala Khan. Is that right? Kamala Khan. Yes. Yeah, as uh, Marvel. Captain Miss Marvel. Sorry, wrong, wrong Marvel She's character. She's actually an inhuman and doesn't have the same power set as, as the original Miss Marvel. But yeah, yes. just took on the name. Yeah. So I mean. It, it's not really a surprise uh, to those of you that have been reading the books for a while because this has always kind of been something that Marvel stood for, but it was still nice to hear it articulated directly from the man himself. Um, I think whenever they get Stan to do something like that for Marvel, because at this point, let's face it, it's not like Mar- he, Stan's going in there every day and making you know editorial decisions like he used to, um, but this this was like a, no, he thought this was worth his time to actually sit up and speak out about. Stan Lee is the first person to be in his 90s that still does things like this, pretty publicly that i don't feel like is like wheeled out and propped up yeah exactly like he's still doing this very much of his own volition i feel like exactly um so so it it was cool and i think it came at the right time and and i think that's another you know just what a weird fucking world we live in like this wasn't a thing you had to do um for the last you know 20 30 years don't get me wrong it was definitely a thing you had to do uh, uh prior to that but it doesn't seem like this is a thing that you had to do quite as frequently as we're seeing it these days um because this is the the, the climate we're in um so it, it seems kind of weird to, for you know a, a company and, and you know stanley in particular to have to come out and say yeah we're for include uh, uh, inclusiveness and for uh diversity and uh we're not gonna judge yeah. you know newsflash we still don't like racism yep precisely um there aren't many sides, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't quite say that, but might as well. And I don't, I don't think Marvel has ever taken a stand and, and said that, you know, there were many good people among the Nazis. No, they seem to be pretty one-sided on the whole Nazi thing. And that's that, uh, seems to me like punching Nazis. Captain America gets to punch them. Gets, yeah. 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 Um, speaking of, uh, as, as much as we're praising Marvel for this, uh, I originally had in the show and I, we're praising I, Stanley to be fair. Yeah. Well, Stanley Marvel, whatever. He was, I, he was on the Marvel soapbox, but we're praising Stanley. They're yeah. one and the same. Yeah. I originally had this Excelsior. in the show <laughs> to start off with, uh, so we could just dig Marvel a fucking grave, um, because they originally came out with a tie-in that announced that they were going to partner with Northrop Grumman, Grumman rather, uh, uh, for a Avengers series. Uh, Northrop is a, a notable weapons manufacturer in the United States, and... Um, 
you know, one of our chief suppliers for the defense industry. And just generally speaking, it, it's like watching Iron Man, the first one, and except for Tony Stark's like, no, I'm going to keep making weapons. This is totally fucking profitable and let's do that shit, you know? So this is probably one of the most tasteless tie-ins I've seen in, in, in a very, very long time. Uh, the good news is they announced it on Friday and like by Friday night, they were like, ah, never mind. We we fucked up. Sorry, guys. Never mind. I, uh, we honestly don't know who that was that issued that press release, but um, we were hacked. They they don't work here anymore. We were hacked. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, practically, they didn't quite come out and be like, yeah, hacked, hacked. Uh, but they might as well have because they they reversed course on that like uh, um extremely quickly. It's kind of like that one time Amy Pascal said that the uh, Tom Holland Spider Man is directly related to the Venom spinoff they're doing, and then that's the only time we've ever heard that mentioned. Yeah, or from her ever again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe kevin feige choked her out after that interview it wouldn't surprise I, me I'd, he at least dropped an elbow <laughs> probably <laughs> this is a massacre yeah oh, god, god damn <laughs> oh, son of a bitch <laughs> uh pascal's still not to be found um we send hopes and prayers to her family because that does something um <laughs> Uh, Man. thoughts and prayers yeah you are on fire tonight yes yes i'm pissed off and i'm ready to share with the world um marvel uh more marvel marvel news uh marvel's coming out with a hulu original series titled runaways um this appears to be in the mutant sort of genre of things which looks cool i guess did you watch it nope nope you watch it? Nope. No. Okay. No. What the fuck ever? No. Um, Who cares? As long as it's better it's, than Inhumans. It's human. just another Marvel show that I now have zero hope that will actually be good at launch. So, I don't know. Um, most of the Marvel shows have been good for the most part. Like, well, in, in humans, I, I I'll give zero hope. That's pretty harsh. Well, no, here's, here's the thing. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really shaky when it started off. Oh, yeah. It took a long time for me to get into that. Um, which is okay, because it did get good. Uh, and then... Uh, Legion. Legion's fantastic. The problem with Legion is is Fox doesn't know how to fucking promote any of this shit. Well, what's interesting to me about this is that Marvel um, has no- now sort of branched out. Uh, when it comes to the TV universe, they're fucking all over the place. They've got Netflix shows, they've got ABC shows, they've got a show on FX, now they're going to have a show on Hulu um, with no cohesive universe. So as much as the Marvel strategy was make a cohesive universe for the movies, um, they're doing the opposite on that on TV. So we get some very hit or miss sort of things. Like, uh, the Netflix shows are mostly great. Um shield is like you said started off really rocky and then got pretty good pretty quick not great but good uh and then um inhuman so far has been uh, inhumans it's been a thing it's been a thing that happened i'm not gonna say it's bad but it's did also you watch the next episode i did episode three is it better it's not better or worse it just is like it, it's nothing like see, see that's that's, that's not, not what i want to hear yeah like, that's like there, it's not it, it remains a show that I watch more out of loyalty than it does out, out of like, oh man, I really want to see what happens to these characters, and this is so interesting. Um, In case acting... anybody wants to know what that weird noise is, it's Luna's tail thumping my ball. Ball. He just he notably... only has one ball. Yeah, I'm sitting on it. One yeah. giant ball. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Runaways is going to be a thing that happens on Hulu, which is interesting in itself to me just because it's going to be on Hulu because they're branching out even further. Like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the Marvel TV division, you know, contractual obligation thingy looks like because they're kind of all over the place with that. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily think that's the bad thing because if I have to watch 10 Inhumans to get one Legion, I will totally fucking do it. Like, 
So uh, my question is, well, aren't it's, the, it's all different though? Like it's it's Fox is the one doing the the in or the Legion show, and then the Gifted, which I understand is is mm-hmm. good as well, but I haven't watched yet. I know. I'm just saying, if 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 I have to watch, you know, five different Marvel shows um, through some experimental, you know, property on whatever network, um, I don't fucking care if it's on like the the fucking USA. Um, they're also I, I should have mentioned Freeform because Cloak and Dagger is coming out on Freeform, formerly ABC Family. Yeah, I forgot okay. about Cloak and Dagger. So, so they're, they're all over the place. But if they're coming out with these TV shows, and also they plan on launching their own platform for Disney. That's a lot like Netflix. And so they're going to be pulling everything Disney, all Star Wars, all Marvel, all their Disney movies are coming off of Netflix is from what I've heard. This is. I think we talked yep. about that. We did talk about it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so why not just wait until that platform comes out to launch all this shit? Uh, because you want to not stop yourself from making money in the meantime. Fair. The So, so here's just a little insight into network television versus launching your own platform is your own platform is entirely you know, all the all your your monetization comes from subscriptions mm-hmm. um whereas you get a shit ton of money from advertisements if you're on network well, it's, TV. it's the same so thing they're probably like, actually making more than they will once they launch their network exactly it, it's the same thing like why doesn't wwe show raw every monday on the network yeah um and the answer is because a still, ton of money it's yeah. it's still more lucrative for them to put played on it, usa or wherever the fuck it's at uh, usa and the advertisers are literally backing up dump trucks full of money in front of titan towers i mean ad- advertisers and, and just the whole cable thing in general like just like cable is not exactly as much of a meritocracy as you would hope it would be like you get money essentially just for being on one of the networks um that they're, they're deciding to carry so there's some minimum barrier to entry and then once you're you know like part of the cable package you get money just for that so. it's it's funny because shows like breaking bad and sons of anarchy and and a few others have kind of uh lifted the veil on what it actually means to be on cable tv which is you can basically do whatever you want on cable it's just a matter of certain advertisers may not want to pay you to run ads during that show if it's something that other people deem offensive but like you can say whatever you want pretty much um yep because it's it's cable is actually 100 percent still considered pay tv much like hbo or showtime or anything like that is so there's not really any boundaries so anyway um interesting i think uh marvel just kind of playing its hand all over the place for the tv properties um this trailer in particular didn't blow me away like it was pretty mediocre honestly and i don't know how excited i am about this property but um you know it's a marvel thing so i'll I'll give it a couple episodes for sure you know just like with humans which leads us to that topic uh you boys already mentioned you didn't watch the newest one so I and i think we, i gave the best uh, uh spoiler free review i can of it which is that it's a thing that exists that i don't hate but i don't like either and uh there we are i did tell matt that they cut medusa's hair i watched i actually watched the first two episodes oh which i haven't even done that when you said yeah. when you said it jumped the shark that was what i thought you were talking about because that scene was like oh fuck are you kidding me um, but on the other hand, I was like, well, thank God there was they're a few cutting that god-awful fucking show, CG but... hair thing. Cause... At the same time, though, I'm just like, okay, neuter the most I know visible and, and known character that you have. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
that that's the thing like i think they're, they they have a struggle same thing with black bolt um black bolts in you know all three episodes and so far we've seen one inkling of his power so there's a budget clearly for this show but um the power set in in it is is pretty low at this point to so. be fair though like you can read a hundred comic books with black bolt in it where and he doesn't you, do anything you yeah. don't see him use his powers because he's he's literally so powerful that people die they they actually there was a you know no spoilers but they mentioned that in this episode like um where they're talking like this episode was kind of flashback heavy and and one of the flashbacks was to um them talking about black bolt and they're like uh yeah he's basically the most powerful being in adelan and he could level us all at any point if he wanted to yeah uh or if he didn't want to so you know that becomes a central you know sort of characterization of him is you know can he control his powers or not so yeah uh, that part i think is interesting and i actually really like bolt in this um being not we, familiar with any you know black bolt stuff before and i'm just gonna enjoy we, we the podcast talked about this last week and actually bailey um was 100 right anson mount actually is really really good as black yeah, bolt i like him. um and it's hard to do anything interesting with that role too because it's, it's completely silent but i totally like him for it because he does do a really good job telling a story with his, just his face. Yeah, you know? his his face is very yeah. expressive. And it was like what it, it was like what I said about him being on Hell on Wheels. There were some scenes that he would have where you didn't he didn't need words. You just knew what he was thinking. And well, saying. it's good because he doesn't get him in the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll check it out. I got other things to watch. I still haven't watched last week's episode of uh of the Orville either, let alone this week's. So like, I'm I'm behind on that. Yeah. Um, we're doing a podcast right now instead of watching Discovery. Mm. Uh, Probably gonna watch that when I get home. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff that we're gonna catch up on. Like, just TV wise, there's a lot coming out, and I'm already not a hundred percent caught up on things that I wasn't caught up on during the summer either. Like, Supergirl tomorrow. I got like six or seven episodes of that to watch. You better do it tonight. <laughs> I didn't realize it was tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe maybe I got. I don't know. We'll see you guys in the, like six you in the morning tomorrow. Up that already. I mean, it's October. Already, it's October. Yeah. Jesus Christ. TV used to start in September. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <sighs> Unfortunately, uh, time time has gotten all fucked up in the past year as well. It's climate change. Yeah, it is. Also, sounded really snarky. I mean. We totally 100% support the idea of climate change, but like for some no, reason, it, I just decided to associate it with the TV schedule too. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, well, it's it's hot later in the summer now. People don't want to. It is indoors. actually this. This is you know uh, partly because the fucking climate change is real. Uh, this this season has been unseasonably hot. Um, yeah, and so like it is October, and like we're barely getting any rain, and you know whatever. We have gotten some rain though. We which have is nice because have. the air isn't completely filled with fucking smoke anymore. And every oh, single twice. time it rains, I'm I'm just like, oh thank God, I love you, rain. I missed you so much. Please never leave me again. Yeah, because um, I actually enjoy the rain much more than the you know bright, hot, fucking shitty sun. But as whatever. do I. Yeah. So um. Not I think that's a that's as good a way of as any to segue into talking about Pacific Rim. Um, did you guys watch this trailer? I did. I did. Yeah, we both did. I mean, it's robots fighting giant monsters. Yeah, it's a kaiju movie. Yeah, it's a kaiju movie. Um, got yeah. anything else? Power there? Rangers, Zords. There's Megazords in it. <laughs> there does seem to be Megazords in it. I expected at any point that we would see Power Rangers. We didn't. Um, I don't like, have a huge opinion on this. Uh, I watched the first Pacific Rim movie only once. Um, so, I, I enjoyed it, but. It is kind of a watch once not, movie. There's I'm not nothing like deep a, about it. I'm I've not, watched it like three times. I'm not balls deep in the universe. I no. own the movie, so and I was a big fan Ryan's of balls it. deep. I yeah. am balls deep. I love this film. I'm and not pulling him out. He even called it a film, not a movie. So <laughs> you know he's hardcore. I love this film. Well, because you see, the kaiju really represents the internal struggle of man. Um, 
uh, anyway, you were saying. Um, I feel like this movie brought back monster movies in a sense because they weren't popular. And shortly afterwards, we got Godzilla and Kong, and now we're getting a universe out of that. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked the grittiness they brought to it. This trailer seemed way too goddamn polished for me. See, I, I kind of thought when Pacific Rim came back, it was like somebody was, yeah, was it Guillermo de Toro that yes. did it? I, yeah. I kind of thought he was like, what if we made a Transformers movie that didn't suck shit? Uh, Here, here's the thing about Guillermo del Toro, though. Like, he makes these films, movies, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> motion Cut, pictures yeah. and sometimes uh, and sometimes people like really give guillermo del toro a lot more credit uh for being like a filmmaker i mean because he does he does have some films that like he does deserve a lot of credit for and and so i think that's the same thing when you watch pacific rim people are literally like sitting there like yes i can see the kaiju does really represent the internal struggle of man and as you can see from the you know it's really like a child inside of the the their actual personality and that's I, and I just, it's like no it's just fucking monsters fighting robots that's i just it. want anybody who's ever ever been really really hardcore uh on del toro's nuts if you own the DVD of Blade 2, please watch it with the commentary and then watch the deleted scenes with the commentary. <laughs> I imagine that's probably pretty good. It's amazing. Okay. It's goddamn amazing. Do you own it? I used to. I, I hate you. Why? I was going to ask if I could borrow it and then watch it. No, see, the thing is, is I purged most of my physical media, especially my, my DVDs. I, have, I keep Blu-rays, but like most of my DVDs are out the door a long time ago yeah he's like 480p i'm not watching this what am i a fucking farmer yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it's, which is a fair point so anyway uh, pacific rim uprising <laughs> communist russia dvd watches you <laughs> oh sorry we're taking our memes back all ways there aren't we yeah um the most notable thing about this trailer was uh that john boyaga is super british yeah, which most of us knew, but he doesn't really get he, to be British. We do, like, but he plays he plays American so convincingly. Is, is that, like, is this it is, racist this is like that he wasn't thing. allowed to be British in Star Wars, but Daisy Ridley was? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how far in the future this takes place, because I don't know. From, from Pacific from, Rim? Yeah. It does look pretty, you know, like they're like, they evolved, and it's like, well, evolution takes millions of years. Tomorrow. They, they yeah. show the newspaper clip of Idris Elba who at this point, based on John Boyo's character, could be his son. Yeah. For all we know. Taking his mantle as a leader. I don't think it's supposed to be so far in the future that that's the case, because um, Charlie Hunnam was originally going to be in it, but then there was conflicts with some other projects he was working on, so he's not in it. Which they could entirely change the whole screenplay and script for that. Because one dude couldn't be in it? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a reach. Not really. The The overall story arc isn't going to change because that guy couldn't be in it. You don't have to change the story arc. You just got to change the fucking date. Except for the evolution. Evolution takes thousands of years. Yeah, they're already yeah. playing with that pretty heavily. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't All right. Know. I, I, I'm not an expert. So, <laughs> in, in kaiju biology. Uh, my, thus far, my favorite kaiju movie has starred Anne Hathaway <laughs> and Jason Sudeikis. So. Nice. Uh, moving Colossal. on. Go watch it if you guys get a chance. We've talked about it before. We have. I still haven't seen it. I need to. I haven't seen You're it. I think I have it on the DVR or whatever. You're in on this. Yeah, whatever. 
Um, Netflix orders black superhero family drama Raising Dion co-starring Michael B. Jordan. I also think it's produced by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is Michael B. Jordan the guy that was in the Fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of threw it in there because I kind of I, I kind of felt like this was like him going no seriously I'm not bad at this that was just bad at this let me try it again. <laughs> he was yeah. also Apollo Creed's son in Creed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael B. Which cool. I haven't seen yet. And Fruitvale Station. Neither have I. I haven't seen that either. I do want to see Creed. I I have Creed. Creed is amazing. So I haven't watched it. It looks pretty cool. Um, I kind of lost my faith in Rocky after Rocky Five. Oh, this brings it back. Rocky Five was not a good movie, and then it wasn't. And then somebody uh, made me watch Rocky Balboa one time, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> so, anyway. yeah. Give Creed a shot. You'll love it. I I totally will. This is kind of cool. Um, so, number one, black superheroes, I think, you know, we talked about this on the show before. Uh, it's about time uh, that that, that kind of thing happens. So, make that happen. Uh, this is also kind of cool because the, the protagonist in the show, Dion, of course, it apparently has multiple uh, different powers that sort of change. And it's kind of a mystery what they are and how that works. So, so um, he's Black Legion? I think maybe... Except for Legion really only has really kind of one specific power. Um, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we get something like that. Um, but this seems to be something different entirely. So, I don't know. It looks cool. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, didn't CW already beat Netflix to it, though, with the Black Superhero stuff? Because don't we get Black Lightning this year as well? Which is not part of the yes, verse, but it is a DC property. Maybe. We do get Black Lightning. I only know that Maybe. because... I don't know. He's a premiere in Injustice too. I think it depends because um, there's something for say, there's something about saying you know having like a race agnostic uh, um, you know I I I don't see color sort of show um, which maybe you know like how I'm thinking of Black Lightning might turn out versus a show specifically placed based around you know like black people and black culture. Uh, um, you know dude, the show is literally called Black Lightning because it's a black dude with electricity powers. Okay. That's not a very good argument on my part, then, is it? I mean, no, it's really not. I mean, <laughs> fine. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm I just, don't know I'm how saying... how more they could have actually made it about that if, unless they called it Blackula. <laughs> that's that's Count Blackula. I didn't go to black medical school for. Uh, never oh mind. Oh my god, this is getting really bad really fast. Um, All right, Blackula is down. actually a series of movies. It is. It is. <laughs> That's so from I'm the not... blaxploit blaxploitation genre. Yep. Genre. Uh, genre. Not being totally racist about that, it it exists. I did well, not know to be this. fair, that movie may be totally <laughs> racist about it. Um, the look on my face is just pure shock. Like what? So anyway, uh, Netflix superhero thing. I'm excited, if nothing else, just for that because Netflix has done pretty well with the superhero stuff so far. I'm excited for the blueberry jelly bean I just ate. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> when it, you haven't eaten it I yet, I got a popcorn one. I like popcorn. Am I the only one that likes popcorn? No, I totally like them. Okay, they're good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The only one I don't really like is coffee. And chocolate's also kind of weird. I don't really like a chocolate jelly bean. Chocolate candy that's not actual chocolate is weird to me. Yeah, it is. I don't don't get that. My kid likes chocolate suckers. I'm like, that's not... What the hell? No. Yeah. Well, like a a Tootsie Roll sucker? Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like them as much, but they're okay. The Tootsie Roll in the middle is fine, but I don't like the fake chocolate candy to get to it. No, that's... I mean, chocolate should just be chocolate. Milk yeah. chocolate. Chocolate ice cream. Close substitution. 
Can't do can't do just chocolate candy. I like chocolate ice cream quite a bit. Actually, yeah, me too. Um, Dude, ever since that uh the, that week we were here and we got chocolate peanut butter ice cream, it's like my jam now. I'll eat this chocolate, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Fucking amazing, right? I gained like forty especially, pounds. Thanks a lot, Casey. Especially that that, that fucking like rock solid peanut butter ribbon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that is so good. Right? And you find a vein of that. I feel like I feel like in Minecraft when you you know you discover iron ore and you're like I could build a fucking castle out of this. And uh, and, and then you mine it and you're like oh oh I got something else that's really cool too. And that's yep. the chocolate ice cream. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got weird fast. Um, Seth MacFarlane says he's confident the Orville will get a second season. You and know what? I am too. So am I. Um, as much as I, I can't root for a sci-fi property on Fox because, like, getting a second season because that just doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I would have told you the same thing after the first five episodes of Firefly. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody who watches sci-fi sci-fi on Fox is like, "This is the best show. I love it so much." And then ten seconds later, Fox is like, "Canceled." go to hell um i kind of do think this is going to happen because i do think that uh um uh, there i think mcfarland's actually kind of got the leverage here i feel like thus far they're actually airing the episodes in the proper order so that helps and they've got a decent time slot too yeah um so i think that's probably going to propel them and i think they're actually getting a lot of juice because honestly um i like star trek discovery I'll, I'll talk about it very briefly in a second but the orville is the best star trek show on tv right now from a, a Star Trek, uh, what Star Trek is standpoint, of course. Yeah, I mean, if you came if you came to TV and you're like, uh, I really like The Next Generation, I really like Deep Space Nine, I really like Voyager, I want to watch them more like that, uh, you're going to be a lot happier probably with The Orville than you are with Discovery. And I'm not saying that Discovery is bad. Far from it. I really like Discovery. No, I'm I, actually, I love Discovery. When I you mention an when you mention it, it's like it came out tonight. I was like, oh shit, I got to watch that. I need to go home and check that out. But uh, The Orville is definitely. Uh, um, more Star Trek than the than than Discovery is to me. If if you and, like that style of show, anyway, and and I think that's one hundred percent probably the aim of Star Trek Discovery too. Is I think we're not supposed to expect Star Trek proper from it. Um, and I don't know well, if like I, I said, really. I think they're drawing. They're they're really drawing from um, Star Trek two thousand nine, the reboot. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, because they, I think they they probably are legitimately saying like we need to capture a new audience. We need to you know make this. You know more than just you know forty five year old neckbeards. Uh, hi everybody. Uh, we 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 you know I think they're trying to do something different deliberately, and and that's not bad. That's not wrong. It's just if you're a fan coming to the show and you want to see something like the Next Generation, you're probably better off watching the Orville than you are watching Discovery. So. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, I am a huge Star Trek fan. Have been for eons. You know, many moons as it were but i don't hate discovery um i didn't know what they were doing with the first two episodes i didn't realize that that was essentially a two hour long cold open yeah um and that the true pilot wasn't until episode three kind of yeah and that's fine with me now now that i know what they were doing um i was just a little rattled by the original two episodes and, and then no follow-up for another week yeah um but uh no i enjoy it um I guess this is probably a good time to start about to, to talk about um, the poll we put up on Twitter. Yeah, looks like we're doing a Star Trek spinoff show. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna do a, a, a Next Generation podcast. Um, all six like, of you voted. We'll be the first ones, I think, doing. A yeah, Next I don't Generation. think anybody's ever done a Star Trek podcast it's, before. No, I'm, I'm sure. I didn't Google it, but I'm pretty positive that nobody would have. You know, it's it's, it's such a small beloved, so small but a, a niche show that nobody's ever seen really. 
that I think we're going to be breaking new ground doing a Star Trek. Except uh, I'm relatively certain Luna has her own Star Trek podcast at this point. She might, actually. My kids do like three of them on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we're definitely not going to be the first Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. No, but what we bring is our unique perspective that I think people really tune in for. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe. <laughs> we, we, we aren't certain on a format yet. Um, the show should probably have one. Essentially, what we'll probably end up doing is watching the episodes um, individually and then kind of coming together. Um, we'll do clips, because clips are fun. Then we can. Make it so. Exactly. Because he just wants me to edit more. Well, we'll do it live. I'll have Fuck the laptop. We'll do it live. I'll, okay. have the, I'll have the... No. Well, I mean, I'll have the laptop and we'll queue up stuff, so you shouldn't have to edit. We'll see. A bunch of shit. We'll um, see how that goes. 200 feet, Beverly. <laughs> I'm not to be within 200 feet of children. <laughs> I've seen it all. Anyway. That's right. Uh, she she covers herself back up, but it's too late. I've seen it all. <laughs> but but by then I've seen everything. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's in my mind now. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. God damn it. What show was that on? That was the fucking uh Extras, I think. That's uh, a British uh, show. Yeah, uh, with uh, Ricky Gervais. With Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, Patrick Stewart's a funny motherfucker. Like, okay, so this is complete in total. It's not even a segue because it's about Star Trek, but this has nothing to do with anything that's actually happening, other than that the fact that I started rewatching Next Generation like a couple of months ago, and now I'm looking at the prospect of having to rewatch it again because apparently that's what our six so did I want us to do. Of course, that, that's the thing. Like, I've started rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation every six months for the last I don't know ten years. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're laying in bed last night watching Star Trek. She's almost asleep, but like then he's not talking about me. <laughs> no, my wife, my <laughs> wife and I, and, and, and so she's like listening to people talk and whatnot. And she's kind of like asking questions about the show. And then Picard talks and she's like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Doesn't he have anything better to do? Like, and I was like, no, this is why people know him, honey. Like he wasn't famous before this. She's like, no, I'm sure he could have gotten a better gig. And I'm like. No, this is this, this is, is really what happened. He did, you know. I kind of get that feeling too. Like I kind of get that. I've always had that. I really need to go back and probably study that a little bit more because I've always had that feeling as well. Like Patrick Stewart is too good for this, and uh, it turns out he he's everything that that shouldn't need him to be. Because I don't think we would have uh, the the culture around it if they hadn't had a Patrick Stewart there. I'm. We're like season four, like beginning of season four so it's it's when the show's actually really super good oh yeah but by the time they get into the, the four lights episode i mean fuck like it just becomes clear that like he's a he's a rung above everybody well, else on that cast that's like later too that's yeah like season five or six i think so. there's definitely oh what's the other one where he um lives out a whole nother life uh because they hit the inner light. light yeah inner yeah. light is another one where it's clear that uh patrick stewart is is a rung above on on that show so inner, inner light was fucking amazing actually are the, we doing the first episode right now maybe no, the the episode I watched I watched an episode today before we um before the pay per view was on and it was um it was where Riker uh, wakes up and it's sixteen years later and he's the captain of the Enterprise and he's supposed oh. to be uh negotiated a peace treaty between the Federation and the Romulans. I like that episode. Yeah, only that's not what happened at all. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I the, I'm I'm starting to see episodes where I like maybe didn't pay as much attention like the first seven times I watched the series. <laughs> yeah that'll happen i mean next generation is the only one i can really say that to because i've legitimately only seen deep space nine all the way through once and voyager all the way through once so it'll be interesting like 
if if our our next generation podcast evolves into those other shows in the next 20 years or I so i might actually be able to make you finish deep space nine yeah one of these days it's gonna happen i'm sure it, it should only take us like 18 years yeah um blade runner 2049 um no, 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 no sorry let's get back we're still talking star trek star trek discovery did you were? catch last week's episode we talked about it. We did last yeah, week. We recorded on Monday. Okay, I threw it in there just in case. No, no, we talked about it. Nice. Okay, moving on. Look Blade how good Runner. We are. Yeah, twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. How do we feel about it? We don't know, but the box office is not so great. Thirty eight million opening weekend. That's not, not good. Not good. Um, it's not good for a Blade Runner. It's not terrible. Like let's let's be honest. I mean, like there there are worse movies, but it. So what I'm reading is that when they made Blade Runner. They weren't expecting it to shatter any box office records. No. Um, so what the box office isn't telling you is that it has an 83% positive review on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics and an 87% audience approval rating. It's not bad. I mean, it has been a sort of cult movie, like, since its inception, practically. It's been fucking 35 years since the last one or some shit, so... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the thing, the thing with Blade Runner is it's never been, like, the biggest movie in the world. It's always been something that's had a very dedicated cult following. I think this is the first attempt to make it sort of, like, a thing bigger than it really was. Uh, and that might have worked, but I think, honestly, the marketing wasn't there for that to happen. So, um, it doesn't surprise me that they got 38 million because I think if that were going to be the case, it would be literally everywhere and you wouldn't be able to avoid marketing for it. Yeah. This is going to have, uh, the, uh, the home, home video sales i think be. yeah second run is gonna it's gonna do pretty well but uh at the box office not so great and that doesn't shock me and i'm not really that worried about that you know as now, a whole. i have talked to a couple people that have seen it and they said the thing is for them it was really really slow uh, which for me doesn't necessarily make a bad movie which is fine because again that's the main complaint everybody has about blade runner so i mean that, that just sounds to me like they're being faithful to the franchise so. yeah um the problem i'm having is when i go to see this movie i don't know which ending they're following I don't know if mm. Deckard was a human or a fucking replicant. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I guess I'll have to go because, I mean, that movie only had six fucking endings. So I guess we'll have to see which one they follow. Well, I mean, do you mean the director's cut or the director's cut that's cuttier? Director's cut Electric Boogaloo Part 2. It's something. Yeah. yeah. The. the It does. It, it That is one of those movies. The that, ultimate like, cut that the directors recut again and then cut again. That, yeah, that is one that, like, if you ask any five fans of Blade Runner, they'll give you a different cut that you need to watch that's the definitive one, even though none of it is. And then they're like, no, what you want to do is put the DVD in and then actually set the chapters to run in this order versus the order they normally run in. Ah, uh, yeah, are we talking about, like, Star Trek or Star Wars machete order? Like, <laughs> something. <laughs> like, look, if you align them in this order, it almost makes the prequels look good. No. It no, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't Sorry, matter. there's nothing that I, we can make. I, I do want to actually put Pulp Fiction in order one of these days. Just see what huh. it looks like. Huh. You know, I bet if you Googled it, you could probably find a cut out there. It's like that. I bet I could. Almost no chance you couldn't. All right, anyway, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about some wrestling. Wrestling? Yeah, Hell in a Cell was tonight, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. The last yeah. 10 minutes it, I got to watch. It wasn't necessarily a disappointing uh, pay-per-view. Other yeah. than ordinary. All right, we're back. Let's talk uh, wrestling. Um, so we got a little tidbit of news in here. Bullet Club, Bullet Club Funkos are coming to Hot Topic. Which means I'm probably going to have a set of Young Bucks. Sitting up there with the, yep. the Cable and Deadpool. And, uh, um, you know, Poe Dameron and, and Wonder Woman. Are you familiar with Young Bucks at all? Nope. Young Bucks? 
are the greatest tag team in professional wrestling right now. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, that could be a long list. The Young Bucks are so good, in fact, that working for New Japan, Mm -hmm. they literally make so much money off of their own merch and everything else that they're like, I mean, we might work for the WWE if they stop suing us for stuff. Like they don't need. Oh, they're the guys that are doing the doing the thing that the WWE is trying to get them to stop doing. The, right? Yeah, they, they they the WWE thinks they have a trademark on the two suite. Yeah. Okay. So they they got a cease and desist on that. Uh, they also just did a uh, an. <laughs> they also just did a kind of a take on um, what happened. God, was it ninety? 98, I think it was, when uh, DX invaded WCW at the Norfolk Scope. Okay, with the tank? Yeah. They didn't really do anything with the tank, but they were definitely shooting for one of their YouTube shows that they do with all of the Bullet Club, and they were literally right outside of where the WWE was was doing an event. Oh my god, that's awesome. Um, So they're in some hot water right now with legal, apparently. They don't <laughs> give a shit, but... Uh, okay. Anyway, the Young Bucks are cool. Uh, they're part of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club, as you may know, um, was started by one Finn Balor when he was in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership at one point passed along to AJ Styles. And Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were also part of the Bullet Club at the same time as uh, AJ Styles, which is why the three of them are affectionately referred to as the club a lot of the time on WWE. Yeah. So, cool. Funkos coming to Hot Topic. So, yeah. Get me some Young Bucks Funkos, apparently. Yeah. All right. Hell in a Cell. Uh, WWE pay-per-view this evening. I watched the last third of it, probably. Uh, it wasn't my fault. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, why don't you guys I mean, tell you me about the first her. half? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that part was my fault. From what I understand, you even asked. I, I did. Yeah. I, we'll even leave out the drugging and carrying her off and enforcing, you know, whatever. That didn't no happen. Involved. I was there. We'll just say she did it of her own volition. I was... Matter of fact, I was actually the best man at your wedding. That's true. That's weird. Right? Because I don't think we talked for several months at the time, and you were like, hey, you want to be my best man? And I'm like, what, your other friends fucking not answer the phone? Yeah, th- <laughs> this actually, it worked out in the be- for the best, because now I look back at it, and then I was like, man, that was a really good decision. And then I look back, and I was like, I don't know how I made that. <laughs> Whatever. Worked out. Eh. Yeah. So, guys, Hell in a Cell, how did that first half go? Um, Prelim match. Prelim match. It's not UFC. Um, kickoff show. There was a match on the kickoff show. It was Shelton Benjamin and uh, what's his name? Chad Gable. Versus um, the Hype Bros. Oh, God. Uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zack yeah. Ryder. Zack Ryder? Uber talented. Hope the guy turns heel. Um, leaves Mojo Raleigh in the dust and becomes the next Shawn Michaels. I don't think it'll happen, but I hope. But we hope. Um, Shelton Benjamin back after many, many years away from the WWE. This is the first time I've seen him and he looks damn good. He's at least 50 pounds heavier than he was the last time he was in WWE. Um, muscle, solid muscle. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, anyway, um, that was, that was a pretty good match. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, everybody had a part to play in the match. Uh, again, not a huge fan of Mojo Raleigh just because I don't like the whole football player turned wrestler aspect where they have to drop down and do a three point stance and try and run people over. I think he actually didn't do that in this match. He didn't, but I've seen it so many times from him that I just don't care. Okay. That's fair. 
I haven't seen him enough to have that standpoint. Yeah. I'm lucky, I guess. Well, he also won the, um, oh, God. What is, oh, the Andre the Giant. I was going to say. Royal. Was... He won that uh, this last year. Oh, at Mania, huh? At Mania. Oh, God. With Gronk in attendance. Yep, I remember that. Um, And then went nowhere afterward. Yeah. He was, he's worse off than Baron Corbin right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how much time you invest in a guy like that. Um, I'm not a wrestler. I don't claim to be. Uh, but I know what I, I like to watch when I watch it. And he's not it. No, he's not. <laughs> so His ring awareness is good. Yeah. He saved yeah, a spot. We, we, we did actually, um, there was a moonsault. And uh, and he kind of, uh, and this is, like I said to, to Bailey during the show, this is not uh, this is not his fault at all. Uh, more the fault of the camera guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could definitely kind of see him inching closer to the turnbuckle so that he would actually be where he needed to be uh, for uh, Chad Gable to, to hit the moonsault. Um, but he saved it. He saved it. If he hadn't have moved, it probably would have ended badly. Well, he kind of saved himself because that's the kind of thing where, like, when you're too far away, somebody's knees end up landing on your arm and you break your arm like fucking Kurt Angle did to Bob Holly. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by, like, he saved it. Yeah. It could have ended badly for one or the other. But so, all in all, solid match. Was a really good match. I enjoyed the match quite a bit. Um, and the pace, the pace, it, it didn't slow down. No. Um, I am going to go off on a giant rant, though, and I think Eddie's already gone off on this rant once before, but I'm going to reiterate it. It's the kickoff show. It's on the WWE Network. There's fucking zero reason to go to commercial in the middle of a match. Yeah, it's almost like you control the whole thing from front to back, and there's zero reason you need to do that, except for complete disrespect for your wrestlers that are uh, out there performing uh, and trying to do their best. Literally, the only thing you're doing is selling your own shit anyway. Yeah, and it's a kickoff show. Like these are the guys that you want to get up there, and you want to give a little bit of a push so they, you know, they get bigger. They're probably not your top dudes uh, most of the time, so just give them their fucking fifteen minutes without interrupting the thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally, one hundred percent agree on that. Makes no sense. Um, you know, if you're gonna interrupt matches on TV for commercials, I understand you got paid advertisements, like you got to do your thing, um, whatever. But the reason that pay per view is what it is is because we can watch it with no interruptions. And I get that this isn't part of the pay-per-view proper, um, which takes me into part two of my rant. Did you know that these guys don't get any fucking residuals or royalties from DVD sales? That's the wrestlers on the main card yeah, do, bullshit. but the guys on the pre-show match don't because they don't put the pre-show match on the DVD, so they don't get any fucking residuals. That 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 is actually some conniving bullshit right there. All right. It, it's almost like when... Star Trek Voyager came out and the character of Tom Paris, who was played by literally the same actor that played the same character in a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, was given a different name so they didn't have to pay that writer a character payment every time he appeared on TV. Yeah. You know about character payments? Mm. Mm. So, mm-hmm. 
All right, what's their next match? Let's yeah. let's, let's get to this. No character payment. Let's get to the part where I can Come talk. Come on. Come on. I, well, you know what it is, and I mean, there's nothing to really yeah. talk about except for is that shitty or not? And it turns out it's pretty it, shitty. It's it's shitty if you're like a normal person who's writing for TV, uh, and until you get like some you know like big character that nobody can avoid using. And I uh, it, get it. Like not. Tom Paris was in every episode of Voyager, so like whoever created that character was probably going to make like 200k a year just yeah getting payments for that, yeah. but. Character, it's the same fucking character. Anyway, okay, we'll <laughs> talk about that when we actually get to Star Trek. Cool story. Um, we we, we the opening match of Hell in a Cell. I mean, when Usos. we actually like, oh yeah, yeah, the thing, the Usos versus the New Day for the tag team championships. This in a Hell in a Cell. This sounds like a match. I'm sorry, I missed. You, you probably are. are. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Uh, notable spots. Uh, there was definitely some kendo sticks used in this match a lot. Um, I think that was pretty much the match. The New Day actually uh, put together a really cool spot where they subdued, um, was it I don't remember which Jay. I think it was Jay was it Uso Jay? in the corner. Um, and they, they stuck the kendo sticks through the slots in the cage in the corner to like basically him make him like a little prison cell, and it was pretty cool. Um, conversely, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods oh was handcuffed God. to the turnbuckle oh and beaten profusely with a kendo stick. Yeah. Um, the last time I read anywhere, like, if you hung a black man and beat him, it was not okay. This is Trump's America. We can do that again. Is that what it is? But I, I wonder. I don't know. Maybe. Was it, it was like what I said to Matt. Is it, find, is people, it, find people on both sides. Is it racist? Is it? I mean. I mean, the Usos are Samoan, to be fair. It's. They're you think he knows POCs. the difference? You think he knows the difference? I'm just saying they're... There's a gray just, line. They're, they're, they're POCs. Okay. I'm <laughs> just saying, I, I don't think he cares. He took a lot of Kendo 6 shots. It's he like that, that family guy where where um uh, Peter gets pulled over and the cop holds up a, a like color swatch and it's like light, 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 uh good, uh brown, 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 darker brown, uh terrorist. Like, it's like that. <laughs> All I'm saying is... The last time that I saw a black guy get beaten like that, the officer <laughs> that did it was exonerated. <laughs> <laughs> Which time this week? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's let's not be depressing. So Usos versus uh, the New Day. How did that go? Uh, the Usos did win. Cool. This match was a lot longer than I expected it to be. It was. It was a thirty-five minute, I believe, opening. Yeah. Match. Th- this seems to be like almost a theme of the evening. Longer yeah. matches than we expected. This, this yeah. Hell in a Cell match and. For an opening hell in a cell match, I only expected maybe a, a fifteen to twenty, not what we got. See, I, I think that when you're doing hell in a cell, you kind of got to go long matches. Like, if you want to have a good hell in a cell match, it's got to be a thirty minute match. Yeah, these guys didn't leave the cage. Cool, which I did expect for the first match because you can't really bust the cage door open or anything like that. No. Um, it was pretty brutal. There's a lot of stiff shots in the match. Um, Between the two, it was the most violent. There, there was there was a couple huge miss spots though, and that was at one point when um, they had Big E in the kooky uh, leg chokehold, and then the the, the super yep. kick. Oh my god! That the super kick was like they they kicked and, and didn't make contact, and then like kind of like pushed with their foot a little bit, See, and it was really the yeah, way it was not not. The not way shot I, well. The way I saw it, it was like, I don't know which Uso it was, but his foot like hit him in the face. He held it there and then pushed. Yeah. That, that's what it looked like. It wasn't a good spot. And the next the next kick looked weak, too. Um, that's just what it is, though. I mean, 
but there are several other spots like Big E doing. I've, I hate this move because they do overdo it, but I want to say it was a suicide dive to one of the Usos, and damn near like broke the goddamn cage. First off, there was there was a the couple spots with Big E where he was he was he would grab one of the Usos and run to the corner of the cage and shove him into it, and it would move the entire cell a couple feet when he did it. Oh yeah, so. And then they had another spot where it was almost like, uh, what was, what did the brothers of, uh, Hawk and Animal? Legion of Doom? Yes. What was their fucking finisher? I can't remember it. The Doomsday Device? Yes. Similar to that, except Suicide Dive, but fucking Big E ate that shoulder straight to the fucking face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you just have to ask me what the Legion of Doom's finishing move was? I, dude. I forgot. I forgot. Okay, you guys are getting the go-home queue on this match. What's anyway. next? <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's fine. This match, um, it we can't really do it justice by talking about no. it anyway. It was, it was, a, it was a damn good match. It. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing, generally speaking. Like, uh, you can listen to us rant or ramble about uh, matches in the WWE. It's best to just go watch them. Um, and if nothing else, watch the highlights on YouTube because they'll be there. Although there was a funny spot. It wasn't a spot as much as it was just hilarious. Xavier Woods throwing the trombone piece. Oh, at one of the Usos. The the, Uso it was that the Uso was that was that was. It was Jay when he was when he was pinned up in the corner of the cage by the kendo sticks. He just like picked up a piece of his trombone and like threw it at him when he couldn't defend himself, and it was pretty amazing. Cool beans. Um, what was the next match? I think it was Rusev and Orton. You're probably right. Rusev is still a wrestler, huh? Yeah. So is Lana. Is that the only reason he's still around? Let's be honest. Probably. I think their contracts are up about the same time. <clears throat> I mean, Rusev is not, he's not a terrible wrestler. It's just that I don't care about him even a little bit. And, and if anything, his gimmick gets on my nerves. Like he's, he's a heyday. He's a leftover th- from the, the WWE heyday where in, um, everything's a giant stereotype. So Rusev is, is exactly the stereotype you, you'd picture of like a, you know, Russian, U- Ukrainian sort of character. And it, it just, I, I, I'm over it. Just do something else. I don't, yeah, the match, I don't really remember a whole hell of a lot of it, other than a nice sell of the RKO, uh, as he has done several yeah, times. Yeah, so the previous couple times these guys have gone head-to-head, um, SummerSlam, our Randy Orton beat him in like 10 seconds. Like, he came or out, less. RKO'd him, pinned him, it was done. Um, the same thing happened to Randy Orton on SmackDown at one point, Rusev beat him in 8 seconds. I mean, I expected this match to be a lot shorter than it was. It wasn't. Uh, Rusev isn't really a guy that I can watch wrestle because he doesn't. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to say he doesn't really wrestle. He's uh, just kind of a brute. Yeah, which is fine, but he's not meant to be in a match that's ten minutes long. It was longer than ten. It was. It was like a fifteen-minute match. Yeah, it uh, had no reason to be. There was a bit of a struggle. Orton was waiting. Rusev tried to get him in some weird submission. Uh, Randy blocked it. RKO over. That's, I, that's, that's the best that's, we could have expected. Yeah. I mean, Rusev is probably not going to renew his contract with the WWE. Um, Orton has been notably unhappy with his position in the company lately, so give the win to Orton. I mean, he should be. He shouldn't be wrestling Rusev. No. Orton's better than that. He should only be wrestling Rusev if if, if it's a high-profile program and Rusev is going somewhere yeah. when it's mm-hmm. done. 
Precisely. Um, like, like uh, I don't know. I, I don't get what they're doing with Orton. Like, it, it just still remains. Like, I just don't think they know what to do with the talent. The thing about Orton that they don't, I think, get is that he's probably every bit as good as Jericho when it comes to building new talent. And he's there full time. They just don't use him for that a lot of the reason. And they need to. And he'd probably be okay with it. Like, no, he's not going to want to lay down for the new guys all the time. But at the same time, like, he's such a good resource. He's been there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know, the doing, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. They're all in this title picture. What's our next match, gentlemen? Uh, This one... Made no, it wasn't the women's. I saw that one, so no, something before that. Matt's got it on. Oh, U.S. title match, I think. Okay, I think it was U.S. title match. This match, okay. So in the beginning of the pay per view, I think this was even during the pre-show. Uh, what the hell's his name? Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger beat Baron Corbin on SmackDown, and he asked. Daniel Bryan to enter the match and make it a triple threat because he beat Baron Corbin. And so they agreed to it. So the match ended up going from Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship to a three-way of Ty Gillinger, Baron Corbin, and uh, AJ. AJ. Which actually ended up being a really solid match. Um, Everybody got their their time to shine in it. Uh, Baron Corbin ended up winning the match, which I'm really excited for because he's kind of had the short end of the stick, but for obvious reasons. And what else happened? There wasn't much of note that happened during this, other than I think all the guys were utilized about as well as they could be. Uh, Baron Corbin actually came out on top after AJ hit his uh, finisher he didn't. It wasn't even Styles Clash. I think he hit him with the with the phenomenal forearm. Yeah, he did because I saw that. Yeah, part. he did. And uh, um, Corbin quickly came in, shoved AJ all the way out of the ring, and and then covered him for the pinfall. Uh, AJ didn't technically lose, but it's triple threat rules, so you don't have to pin the champion to win the championship. So um, it is what it is. Baron Corbin uh, is now uh, officially a champion. Finally. Um, yeah, that was interesting to me, actually, because Baron Corbin's been one of those guys that's just sort of been there since I've been rewatching, mm-hmm. And it seems like he's talented, but they haven't done anything with him. So seeing them actually put the championship on him for uh, even if it's probably only going to be for a minute, uh, I think was an interesting move. I don't even know if that's the case. I bet he carries the belt for at least a little while. Yeah, I think he's going to so? carry the belt for a couple Survivor months. Survivor Series. I bet, he, I bet he has it at least until Survivor Series. That makes sense. So... Um, next was kind of don't like to see Ty Dillinger get punked out like that but I mean at the same time like nobody really knows who he is yet he's not established so if that's got to happen before he's anybody really cares yeah so next is the women's championship match Charlotte Flair uh, versus Natalia Uh, this match it told the story uh, for whatever reason, CBS Sports only gave it a C, but I I liked it a whole lot more. Yeah, than that. yeah, I thought this is a B plus probably. Yeah, I think they only um, gave it, it a C. It was yeah. a good match, good match. Um, so 
I think maybe they were, you know, it's like the people who watch The Walking Dead that are like, oh, there weren't any zombies eating people this week. And it's like, well, the thing is kind of a character drama. And so that's what I liked about this match is that um, it there did tell a story. There wasn't moon salts, so they yeah, didn't like it. There wasn't. Uh, it, there was a moon salt, and it was really cool. Uh, but the match was, you know, I, I was kind of talking to you guys about this during the match. And I said, I think something along the lines of, well, this is actually really interesting because they're they're doing an old school like submission sort of style match. It's um, mad wrestling. Mm-hmm. They're doing mat wrestling, yeah, exactly. Um, which which I liked because it's so different, and it was interesting to see in the women's division, especially because you just don't see this type of stuff in the men's division very often. And when they do, it's it's a lot more. I don't know. It's just more theatric than than this was uh, in not a great way necessarily. I mean, they both have their own strengths and weaknesses, but I like this. I thought this was pretty cool, and I thought this is especially fitting. You know, Natalia, of course, is a heart or a member of the heart family. Um, So going submission style is the you know, not at all a dumb way to go. Um, hearts versus flares. Yeah, hearts versus flares. That's another interesting thing about this. We had, we had kind of a dynasty match here, and it was really good. Like uh, we were talking about this before too, but like Charlotte, if Charlotte wasn't a flare, she'd still totally de- deserve to be on top of the women's division. Like she's just really fucking good. Like yeah, uh, she she you know. I originally said, wow, she's doing a good job selling the leg. And one of you guys told me, you know, it's funny because she doesn't sell. Like, that's the thing. That's one of her weaknesses. She doesn't sell. And she did a great job selling that yeah, whole that match. That was me. So. And I, I will stand corrected on that because in the past, she sells, she hasn't. but not consistently. Yeah. She has, this, an ins- she has an inconsistency in selling. So the, it, it's cool because this was a good match for her, though. She she sold through the whole goddamn match. I mean, they they set up that story too. Um, Natalia was really working that that uh, leg. I think it was her right leg. Um, left, whatever. You worked she, the left. She was really working the leg, and um, Charlotte was selling that leg the entire match. And I thought they did a great job with that. And that's just something like you said. You know, sh- Charlotte has a inconsistent ability to sell, and that's a thing that like I see all the time like all the time across mm-hmm. uh, the wwe today they do a, a very inconsistent inconsistent job of selling and they don't call matches that make it really pop uh, um that make it really possible to sell stuff like that like you can't sell the leg and then have the guy immediately you know just do do uh, uh you know uh, shooting star press shooting star press press off the top rope or just bouncing back and forth off the ropes just easy stuff even like yeah. y- you see you know them them have a leg injury they sell it like hell for five minutes and then you see the guy you know just running back and forth bouncing off the ropes and it's like well that doesn't make any sense um so i thought this was a good move match because um not only did she supercell the leg but they actually called a match that her that that leg injury that they were selling made sense for like even the when she finally did the moonsault she even did the moonsault in a way that i thought sold the leg which fuck me that's hard to do like that that was really kind of an amazing yeah yeah, to to Bailey's point, uh, yeah, it's it's almost a hundred percent. You work the left limb, whatever you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, just is, is that's just a trick because it's easier to remember that way. Yeah, uh, yes. it's like a hip toss. A hip toss is from the right, and arm drag is from the left as well. Like, it's, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and any 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 rest hold that you do, you're working the left, unless it's the neck. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, insider tips for you guys that want to get into pro wrestling. There's just some things you probably want to walk into the uh, <clears throat> school knowing been there done that yeah uh, uh overall this match i i would have given it like like you said i would have given it probably a b plus just because of the fact that they were really doing a good job telling that story with the uh the the knee of of charlotte uh, really good job actually building on the story of natalia as a legit heel 
that's one of the things yeah. that we haven't seen in a long time. Actually, Charlotte was one of the few legit heels that they had on Raw when she was on the Raw brand because she was an amazing fucking heel. Um, and now we're we're seeing that happen with Natalia as well. Uh, this match did end in disqualification. Charlotte beat uh, Natalia uh, via disqualification because she took a knee to the or a chair to the knee. Um, so she is not the champion because you can't win the championship by dis- uh, disqualification unless it's a stipulation of the match. Uh, but she did win the match. Yeah, good match. Good match. I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed the next match, which was Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Ah, uh, whatever. I like Shinsuke. I know I'm supposed to, but I just don't care. I know. You haven't seen him do enough. And that's strictly because WWE apparently can't figure out how to. I, I don't know what him. they're doing with him. I, um, you know, like when it was rumored that Shinsuke was coming to the WWE, it was like a big deal. And I, everybody was really excited about it. And then it got there and I was like, what the fuck ever? Do Who yourself cares? a favor. Jump on the network and watch any of the stuff he was in at NXT. It was amazing. Okay, cool. Trips knew how to book him. All right. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Shinsuke uh, uh, versus uh, fucking what's his face? I'm not going to talk about this match a ton because I don't really care about. I don't either. This match was gender. boring to me. Gender, um, gender. You know, like I said, like the most interesting thing to me is how big Ginger's traps are. Guy, the guy looks like is, he's, he's 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 got a couple of bowling bowling balls. This he's is just stuffed. I, under I, there. I just feel like this is uh, this is Vince McMahon going against the uh, the Trump administration's. Uh, uh, policies because it's the only time in my life that I really like yeah I don't care about gender at all mm. I don't care what bathroom he uses <laughs> <laughs> so gender gender's not bad um, that was terrible I really had to work at that but you know yeah, I don't know. What it is. we didn't quite get there but it's close it was it was funny we call, I mean, we, we call that we can give that a B plus too uh, no I'll file it all right. fine. they did something I was happy about with they got rid of the Singh brothers they did. They finally they, they finally had the ref get pissed off at the Singh brothers enough to kick him out, which, I I mean, this is... It's about fucking time. This is the problem with WWE, and you want me to suspend my disbelief for two, three hours at a time whenever I get it. I'll, I'm there, because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the product. I am. The problem is, is when you have somebody like the Singh brothers, and they're good valets because they do their job and they distract people, but like in a high-profile match, you don't want that at ringside. And I don't understand like why... They don't start out banning them from ringside other than that it, it, it makes for a good storytelling in the middle. The problem is, is the Singh brothers have interfered so much. Because there's nothing about this match that matters otherwise. Yeah, I guess. Like, it, it's still, like, again, Jinder's not bad. He's just, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent to Jinder. That's the best, that's, that's the best I can give him. Like, he's, it's not that he's bad. It's just that I don't care at all. And so it's kind of surprising to me that he's carrying the belt for as long as he has. Um, because I just, I cannot bring myself to care about a single match that he's in. And you know, it, it's kind of telling with this pay-per-view because the WWE doesn't care that much either. Cause it was the, it was the third, second, third from third, the last, third from the last match. It, yeah. it wasn't even the title match. And we're talking about the U is it the U S uh, no, 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 it the, was, it's it the was actual WWE. Yeah. This is, this is the WWE championship. It's the WWE championship. And it's like the third fucking last from the match, uh, uh from the, uh, on the card. And, you know, if they really cared, if it was really going to be interesting, they would put that at the top. But instead, it's not. There's two more matches after this one. So, anyway, let's just skip to the next one, because whatever. Which, again, CBS Sports, they got a weird way of writing things, because they gave they gave Gender versus uh, Shinsuke a C-. minus. Oh, by the way, Gender retained his championship. We didn't mention that. Who cares? Yeah. Um, which, I think a C- minus is fair. I probably would have given it a D, but C- minus is fair, because I think Shinsuke did try. 
I mean, they were both um, believable. It just, it's a match with, I mean, with, it, it should be a match with stakes, but it still goes, going in, it feels like a match with no stakes to me. But they gave, they gave this next match a C, which I thought was much better than a C, which was Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. Yes, it was much better than a C. Yeah, fantastically so. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is probably, I'm going to guess CBS Sports doesn't really care so much for the kayfabe, or, or for, for the, the kayfabe part of it. Like, um, I don't know. They just, they don't get the business enough to really be able to rank matches accurately, I think. Yeah. Um, they called this popcorn match status. So, like, people could get up and, like, you know, get a popcorn or something to drink before I, the main event. Which, see, which is, oh, is that so a spot like, to be in? So, this was the 2004 Divas match of the night. This is, you know, I don't something think, like that, I yeah. don't think they're necessarily <laughs> wrong here because there's nothing like really on the line for this match. All of the Divas. Yeah. In a pudding or, match. Or a Big Show versus Yokozuna at WrestleMania. <laughs> Not Yokozuna. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, what the fuck is that his never name? happened. No, what was the big Samoan? They had a Rikishi? sumo match. No, they had a sumo match at Mania. Oh, I don't fucking remember. Got nothing. Anyway, um, I don't know that they're <laughs> wrong on that because um, it was a good match and it was fun to watch, but there's nothing really on the line here. It was clearly like like the booking on this match makes sense for me because um, it was in between the title match and the, the sure. penultimate match of the night. So um, they put something that, that really had no stakes uh, that wasn't a super big feud or anything like that, that everybody really Here's cared about. Here's the thing for me though. If you're a fan, like you're not leaving your seat. Like, like as soon as like the mid card stuff is done, like you're probably, you're probably not leaving this, your seat. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania books way bigger matches than this, like immediately prior to the, the main event of the evening and it's not referred to as a popcorn match. So I, I, I disagree with CBS sports on this particular uh, method. And, uh, and honestly, these guys, these guys did everything they could to wake up a crowd that was still fairly sleepy after the title match. Yeah. Like I said, good match, but I think that line, at least they're, they're not wrong. It's a popcorn match. You could have gotten up and you didn't really miss anything because there's no stakes here. You so. could have, but you have two guys that should be in a WWE championship yeah. position. Yeah. That Hands I agree down. with. That I agree with. It makes a lot more sense for me to see either of these guys in a WWE title run than it does uh, Shinsuke or... or guys, um, one of the problems we have in WWE right now. right now is that there's too many guys that are deserving of being in the title picture. I think it is. I mean, that that is... I think that's a problem they're at right now because they're so big now that there's just guys... Th- th- there's guys on top of the guys on top of guys that are really, really good uh, and that could do a title run. Um, Here's the problem. They had that in the Attitude Era. They had tons of dudes that were able to have the championship, but they utilized every single one of them. I, yeah, and the way they did it was they built it around... Uh, the storylines were made personal. Exactly. And they are not doing that nowadays. Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler should have been a match that everyone and their dog was looking forward to because it should have been personal. And the only thing they did was they had Dolph Ziggler come out and talk about Bobby Roode's entrance and his gimmick and compare it to Shinsuke's gimmick and his entrance. As he's been doing for several weeks. And so then all he did was come out to other people's entrances and not actually wrestle for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that these guys are in a heated match because of that. Because of this. It, it This is not personal to me. This is business to me. And I don't like business matches. No. I like... I want a personal rivalry. I want there to be actual human stakes involved. Like, not 
you know, involved. Not, not, not that, that somebody's going to die or anything like that, but you know, like create a story around it. Like, you know, make it personal somehow. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Make they, it the rock versus Austin WrestleMania 17. <sighs> that's hard to do. Well, that was a championship match though. So it doesn't even have to be personal but in that even case. In our but championship it was, matches, I mean, look at the, look at Shinsuke and Jinder Mahal, for instance. They um, could have they could have made that a personal match, but uh, they don't. Look at look at uh Kurt Angle when he was in his initial run with WWE. Okay. Kurt Angle versus um fucking anybody really, but like Kurt Angle versus Big Show. Yeah. No championship involved, just two guys that were pissed off at each other because Vince brought them both in to do a specific job and they both thought that the other one was not good enough to do that job. But there was a legit story behind it. Like, you understood why they were angry with one another. Yes. Um, the Rock versus Big Show when The Rock was part of the mm-hmm. corporation and they brought Big yep. Show in. Same thing. Personal rivalry. No championship involved. Just two guys pissed off at one another because they thought they were better than the other one to do what Vince wanted them to do. All that, all that, that, That's not a huge stretch in storytelling. Like, you don't have to really... You don't have to be Shakespeare to write that story. You can no. write it, and 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 your wrestling fans are going to buy it because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's all you have to do is make sense. So anyway, enough of that rant. This match was actually better than a C match. It just I give had, it a B, solid B. It, but it had a C minus to a D plus build. That's my problem with it. Yes. Anyway, final match of the night: Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon. Oh, Bobby Roode over Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Shannon Mack versus Kevin Owens. KO Shannon Mack. Um, Hell in a Cell. This is this is sort of our match of the evening. Which again, telling that this is the match of the evening and not the title match. Uh, but whatever. Uh, the good news is that even though it doesn't really make sense uh, uh for the billing here, it did in the end because this was a really fucking good match. Speaking of good storytelling, yeah, this match yeah. doesn't have a title involved. There's a specific reason that it was in Hell in a Cell, and it was personal. It was a very personal story, and it made basically it was all everything of the sense. that Matt it made and I all were, of the sense. This is basically the exact thing that Matt and I were talking about just a second ago of what we wanted. Now, yeah. now Bailey and I had this conversation earlier, and I was of the opinion before the pay per view happened that this match actually didn't have to be Hell in a Cell, and it didn't because the the, the build was personal enough that that they could have gotten away with doing fucking anything they wanted to do. Um, the problem with not making it a hell in the cell is that you can't have Shane come off the top of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, good old big spot Shane. Uh, this is, this is part of, this is, so to go back to the gender Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura match, due to the constant interference by the Singh brothers, that match as actually one of the ones that should have been a hell in the cell match. Cause you could have isolated the Singh brothers on the outside of the ring. Um, outside of the cell well, and if they told made that it, story. If they made it more personal, that would have made sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So again, w- WWE continues to kind of fuck up. Well, the book you didn't actually it. watch the build to that, though. No. no. Gender, gender actually has come out week after week and made fun of Shinsuke for being Japanese and having an accent. <laughs> well, that's interesting from the Indian guy. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, they, Good job, they, WWE. Again, that, that doesn't make any sense. That's the thing. It doesn't make any fucking have sense. one Asian guy make fun of a different Asian guy. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Good call, guys. Anyway, uh, this, this How match... How about two of them? <laughs> George Lucas? Is that you? Uh, I don't know where to go from that. 
<laughs> George Lucas is a racist? Yeah. Who doesn't like Asian people or Jews? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Annie? Little Annie? I thought I sold you for like three credits. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Um <laughs> let's let's uh talk let's talk let's about talk this. Hell in a cell. Shane Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens. Um, so there's a lot of things going into this that I thought were interesting that we were kind of talking about uh, in the match. Maybe it was just me, whatever. Um, so number one, Shane McMahon in an alternate universe actually makes a go at the WWE championship and it makes total sense because he's really fucking good. Uh, number two, Kevin Owens, definitely not the normal WWE aesthetic. Like we're, as much as I was talking about Jinder Mahal and not really liking him, well, the one thing he does definitely have is the WWE aesthetic that Vince likes to push. Um, you know, same way with like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns looks like the type of wrestler Vince wants. And so he gets a push, even though he doesn't really necessarily deserve it. I don't know. That's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll have that discussion in two weeks after the next Raw pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. So oh, the minutes. thing here is, like, KO does not. KO does not have that. Uh, what he does have is a fucking lot of talent. Like KO uh, is built like me, but with cardio. Yeah, like, K- KO is a, KO's a big dude. He doesn't have that. You <laughs> know, just, he just, he just doesn't walk out there and exude that just, like, cut look. Like, rude. Bobby Rude comes out, and he's cut as fuck. Like Glorious! Yeah. God, I, I just defend, forgot it. <laughs> just I'm forgot victorious. it. Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> um, so uh, Kev- Kevin comes out and he looks like he just got done, you know, at dra- the bar, draining a he sixer. He looks like he just got done at the bar, draining a sixer and arguing about football. Um, but he's fucking good. Like number one, he he sort of strikes me as like that backyard wrestler in that he can take a bump like a champ. Like he and he does almost every match I see with Kevin Owens in it, especially pay per view wise. He just takes these big fucking bumps. Uh, number two is he's actually really talented. He does not move like a big guy. Like uh, he he can move in ways that you wouldn't expect from him. Uh, that I that I think makes him a very competitive wrestler. His frog splash on the top rope is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, didn't he do something like a moonsault tonight too? He no no senton. No, he, he did a senton. senton to the outside of the ring through a table. Yeah, that wasn't even just, a senton. That was a cannibal. I mean, tomato tomato. Mono. Well, uh, okay. So your spin on a cannonball is forward motion. Yeah, a senton is backward. So no, if he'd have done a senton that's off a the moonsault, no, no, he was off the he was running off the rope. A senton is just straight over, and it just no. kind of lands on the no. Okay. They then they didn't call his well he also did his whatever I'm technically just, he did a swanton bomb but they also call it a right senton so a bomb. running senton is is when somebody is on the mat and you run and you like flop backwards onto them right so that's if a you were salt no that's a senton if he'd have done a moonsault it would have been from the ropes and he would have gone all the way around and he would have landed belly first not back first right okay fine so if he'd have done a senton okay, through the it. table got it. is all I'm saying is he would have broken his fucking neck because. He would have hit neck first. I'm, on ju- the table. I'm just saying, it's not a movie you expect to see a Kevin Owens figure do. Like any other guy, you would not expect to see that. And so that's kind of a testament to how good KO is. So uh, I-, I like that they're giving him a push. Uh, and that he gets to like uh, take a pay per view home like this because um, he deserves it. He is legit that talented. That, that you know, just as we were watching this match, that was just something I saw that I thought was really cool. Uh, number two, and again, Shane McMahon. Big spot Shane. I mean, that's what we call him. Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of people call him because holy fuck, man. Like that dude has got a 
gigantic pair of brass balls he will take a bump like nobody else in the wwe almost there were things that were as this match was going on that were like well this match isn't over yet because this hasn't happened exactly um, <laughs> and like, well shane we haven't gotten to the top of the cage yet so we got to keep going well even before that even before that like they were they were doing stuff off the steel steps whatnot but i was like well shane hasn't used a trash can yet yeah no coast to coast he, so I, I do remember you legitimately said i haven't yeah. seen a trash can yet so we, we got more to go yeah mm-hmm. um and then like five minutes later trash can coast to coast Yep. Done. Um, then Shane had a no, unreasonably no. hard time using some bolt cutters. <laughs> oh, that was funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went to the outside of the cage. Uh, Shane was presumably prone, laying on top of a table. Uh, KO goes up to the top and legitimately can't jump off the top. Yeah. I... I, I I still wonder to this day if that was supposed to be to this day. It was earlier. <laughs> I was say, to this day, right. an hour ago. I, I still wonder, like right now, though, it, like the look on his face. The look on his face there. was legit fear. Like I'm wondering if, like, he was like, "God, I gotta I, really." He's I gotta, like, go, up I gotta go up there. Okay, it can't be that bad. I he think gets that was up a spot. There, turns around, looks down, and is like, "Fuck this." It. I think. I think it was a spot, but given given because given how the rest of the match unfolded, like once Shane got up there and they legit. <laughs> God damn it. They tried so hard to get sh- that one particular section of the cage to break through. We should have counted how many I, I times do think they there attempted. was at least a good four or five spots. It was they were trying five. to go to a, a specific um, portion of the cage. It looked like they were trying to pull like a Hell in a Cell 98, as in drop them through the cage sort of thing. It was more than Because we had four or five different spots in the same location in this one spot of the cage. It, it, you know... Honestly, it could be that was kind of a central location in the cage, um, but it was just it, it seemed too coincidental to me they that it was every the single same the same yeah. the same rectangular spot in the cage. I think legitimately they gave up and they just said, "Uh, it's not working." Because the next thing that followed was a rather kind of anticlimactic sort of climb down the cage. So I think that somebody must have said, "Okay, this isn't fucking working. We need to do a spot here. Let's climb half the side of the, the cage and then go through the table." Um, and so they did that and it actually worked pretty well, I thought, but it, it did look to me like they missed a spot, uh, uh on the mm-hmm. top. Yeah. I, I think at some point somebody was supposed to come through, um, which it really seemed know, like that's, that's what they were going for. Um, we talked about this during the match. It was kind of uh, reminiscent of, um, King of the ring. Was it 2004? 2000. Yeah. 2004, 2005 with, uh, Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle. Um, there was glass around the uh the stage area and angle picked up shane and tried to suplex him through the glass and he did it like six times <laughs> before the glass o- broke that might have been oh three actually it might have been i don't remember what year it was but uh it was so it, it was know. very uncomfortable you know, to watch and you found out later that vince mcmahon was actually in the back fuming and telling the guy at gorilla like to tell the ref to to make them stop doing that spot because he's worried his kid was going to get killed because he kept Getting thrown into this, him piece, into this of glass. piece of glass, yeah, that would not break. So, so, just legit behind that, they thought it was going to be sugar glass. It wasn't. They couldn't use sugar glass because the pyro was so close to it mm-hmm, that it would melt. Well, and what happened was the glass that they would that they ended up using was supposed to be breakable, but they had those stencils on it, mm-hmm. the King of the Ring stencils, and when the pyro came out, it actually fused <laughs> to the glass Stem- and wouldn't break. Awesome. Oh, my God. Anyway. I legit think, well, devil's advocate for a second. Going through the top of the hell, uh, hell, going through the top of the cell would have been a much bigger, more dangerous spot, I think. Um, 
And I think going through the top of the table like Shane ultimately ended up doing uh, was a safer spot. So that that it could be that that was all you know set up th- that they were showing you know to I think add KO, some drama to the match. But I think KO was going to go through the cage. I'm just saying. Like, I think Shane was always going to come off the top. I think so too. But could you imagine like going through the going through the cage and then still having Shane go off the top? Like I'm not even sure how they finished the match at that point because that would have been insane. Um, I mean, well, they've done, they've done work out much different than, than KO going off the side of the cage through a table and then Shane going off the top. I'm just saying there in terms of uh, danger and uh, whatever going through the top of the cell, I think to me is a much more dangerous spot, much less controllable. Um, so as much as I think they probably were going to go through the cage, I also think it's possible that that was all just lead up to, you know, trick us into thinking that. Maybe. It okay. could have been. It, it was a hell of a work either way. Yeah, I liked um, it. Good stuff. I thought this was an amazing uh, match overall. Again, CBS Sports, off the mark, they give it a B plus. I would have given this an A, at least. Solid A. Just I think so, too. In terms of what match. everybody did. And storytelling. Storytelling. Well. Is, uh, they brought Sami Zayn into it. That was, that was surprising. a curveball. Good storytelling right there. This was um, not, not. I think I made a, a swerve. joke. Maybe it was a swerve. I feel Maybe like a little it, bit of a swerve. I feel like it was a swerve because I think I legitimately made a joke earlier in the pay per view about like, oh, they're not burying them like they're burying Sami Zayn or something like that. And uh, uh, then of course seeing Sami show up at the end of the pay per view like that, having a you know obviously that's going to lead to some more appearances on Raw or on SmackDown and whatever. Uh, right. So, so for the finish of the match. Um, uh, Shane McMahon, not being satisfied that KO went off the side of the cage through a table, decided to put him on a second table, go up mm-hmm. top, come down through the table. Uh, problem was Sami Zayn showed up in a hoodie and helped KO off of the table as Shane was falling uh, onto motion. him. Yeah, like Shane that was, was a Shane, that was Shane a good had spot legit too. left the cage before Sami grabbed uh, KO and pulled him off. So that was that was excellent timing on that. Made made for some very very. Uh, realistic drama and then and then pulls ko over top of shane for the cover so previously the two have not been getting along because uh sammy zayn is obviously uh, a a pretty baby face character ko is not uh interesting so we'll see where this goes on smackdown on tuesday i'm actually looking forward to watching smackdown this week yeah Mm -hmm. all right that is the show for this week ladies and gentlemen if you want to go and tell us how we were wrong about everything we just said at whatever show on Twitter, please, uh, please. If you want to tell Eddie that um, only 34 people died in Puerto Rico, he's at Charles E. Smith on Twitter. You wouldn't <laughs> be the first today. <laughs> no, no. Uh, a couple of people on Twitter have told me things today. Um, uh, <laughs> Matt is at the brutal one. That's B-R-E-W because uh, we like beer. And... Um, we're also on Facebook, so you can go to facebook.com slash whatever you show. Uh, we're there. Uh, what else we got? Um, sponsors at whatever.co if you want to give us money uh, to talk about your shit while we're on the show. Yeah. Um, look forward to our new Star Trek podcast. Uh, like I said, it's only the 7,628th Star Trek podcast. He did count. That's I think that's an accurate number. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I just pulled iTunes. But it's fine. We've, we've, uh, you know, I didn't want to share this before we, but Marina Sirtis is actually going to be a regular contributor. Nope. Made that up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, although I do think we need an empath as, as the ship's counselor as we go through this. So if you are an empath, uh, from, from Beta Z, let us know. Yeah. 
All right. That's the show. See you later.